This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here with me have Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Nothing much. We have defeated fascism. <laughs> well, maybe this particular strand of fascism. Correct. Correct. Yeah, like, you know, so, it's, it's ever going to uh, fight. You don't just, you know, you know, just beat that yeah, and just move it on. It don't just go away. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, it will reform. You know, it will yeah. come back. Yeah. It will rise again, like <laughs> Triple H. You know, in the middle of his career. Oh my God. Because the only thing that lasts is the racism. Oh man, yeah, and lots of other things. Um, yeah, I I can't believe that I spent an entire night staying up for election results for an election I knew wasn't going to have a decisive winner for days, or maybe even it was as far as it could even go as long as a week. And I still stayed up like a dumbass that whole night just trying to, just looking. Um, I did that. By the time we got to um, that morning, that that Wednesday morning, I was kind of, kind of felt confident on where things were headed in, you know, um, should, should James Boyd run uh, one of these uh, media outlet uh, call call uh, desks? Because, like, you know. Because, like, uh, you just sent a voice message, and then what happened was probably they reported that in 100 ways over the next three days. Like, yeah, it, yeah. just walking up with the key race alert, even though it's like nothing happening. Right. Like, yeah, you know, uh, 12,500 more votes just came in from this obscure Nevada, county you've Nevada. never heard of. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't like. Like, let me know when this shit is called. Yeah, like I, I think, um, you know, from CNN to MSNBC, and I didn't watch any Fox News, but I assume they, tr- they trick y'all, man. I'm assuming <laughs> they, they trick y'all. They they milt, they milt, <laughs> they trick me. Incoming ballots from you know by the thousand. By the hour to give you updates, they milked all that coverage. They was gonna get that ad rev, bruh. They was gonna get that, bro. and I don't blame them because like that was what we were set up for, given the pandemic and the mail in ballots and all that, and with all of the chicanery between 
um, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party in each state with all these different, you know, laws per state in the, in the Supreme Court allowing, you know, each state to decide what they want to do between the legislature and whatnot. Like there was so, and for all these states with all these different rules that was like, uh, it's just a mess. So like on one end, this is going to happen even if they weren't trying to milk it, but like, and you go online and go to the Twitter of, um, uh, some of these, like, you know, 538, for example, in other places, like the HQ, um, decision desk on Twitter, mm-hmm. verified accounts, and they got this shit, and then all of a sudden you don't find out from CNN or MSNBC or whatever you're watching, like, the shit that I've already seen on Twitter and talked about and, and disseminated to y'all and talked about for like an hour, you know, f- up to a 15 minutes after that happened. It's like, I'm sorry. I thought y'all got paid the big bucks. <laughs> it was just weird. <laughs> Need to send some of that re- revenue, you know, over here, you know, I, I mean, um, I mean, shout out to uh, John King and um, Steve uh, Karniacki because they were out here on that telestrator working. putting in work. <laughs> Putting in work, your boy, your bro. They were catching him in the candid moments. Um, Karniak, or Karnaki, Karnaki from um, MSNBC. They were catching him in candid moments while he's doing running numbers for the the number of you know this county just sent in twelve hundred uh or sorry twelve thousand votes. He's writing the math on trying to figure out okay, given this county what they've you know, the sample of what they've sent in the percentages, what would that mean as far as trying to cut down the lead or expand the lead as it's, as the clock keeps ticking. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, paper ends in your mouth when you're out here trying to do math, I guess. And they clowning on them and everything. They say that, they, you know, that people making jokes about how they, you know, they're throwing them, um, they're throwing them out the building. So he has to sleep instead of staying up for, yeah. you know, 48 hours straight and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was you know, shout out to them, but, yeah, man, it was just—it was stressful. It was stressful, but not not super stressful. <laughs> like it was unease. I guess that's a better the better term for it. Just like, all right, man. Like, I understand that there has to be a certain threshold, but like, ain't no reason for you not to call Nevada. Like, <laughs> this, 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 yeah, do it. It's 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 yeah. there. It's so there. I was trying to trick me, you know. Um, that night, I was watching it and my nerves were jumping a little bit so i had about yeah i had about four um strong margaritas so like the margaritas like i was mixing it with lemonade right so the amount of lemonade that i had to work with for four like big cups was all right you know when you have a two liter bottle and then the sticker yeah. Like the liquor or the, the mixer that I started with was under the sticker. So, <laughs> so you know, by the time you get to four, you know, Odom strongly, you know, made things, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, you know, I was, I was relaxing as much as I could, you know, from, from that point forward. But, um, I was watching and then I woke up at like about 3.45 a.m. energized after falling asleep and feeling like, oh, God, I, I hope, you know, because Florida hadn't gone, you know, right. the right way. And it was like <laughs> it was feeling like I was like, oh, no, I, ho- I hope this ain't a repeat like uh-huh. of last time. Then, you know, you start seeing the Wisconsin thing and, you know, 
seeing that what's happening in Wisconsin is about to roll over to like these other states. I'm like, oh, I'm energized now. So, yeah, Yeah. it was, it was just, I, 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 I never knew that I was going to learn so many different counties for these different major cities, like, like Clark County for, for Vegas. Um, Green Bay is Brown County of all things. Go figure. Um, like, you know, I knew some of the, I knew some of the counties for Detroit already just based off of like, you know, you looking at a dot census map and seeing like the, like the racial segregation, but it's just like, it was crazy. Just, you know, I, I hope we never have to go through one of these again. Like it lasting so long. Like, I, like I understand back in the day when, you know, you had to send these, you know, you had to go get on a horse to send or, 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 or tap Morse code to get their lecture results and shit. But snail mail. Yeah. This, this, this ain't the way like yeah, we can't do this. We can't do this ever again. I understand, you know, pandemics, a pandemic, you know, whatever else, but we cannot do this ever Look. I got some great comedy out of this election. Like, um, I, I got some great clout as far as these memes I put up. I put some on TikTok that like went all the way off. I'm talking like damn near a thousand likes, 500 comments, like people going nuts and I'm not even responding to them. They having their own conversations. Um, the just anything that I could catch that I could put the sad violin music over. Oh, I was on it. Um, I, I saw something of like, uh, some folks in make America great again hats. They were like praying on their knees, like, yeah. uh, in front of like some voting office. Like it was like yeah. high comedy, the peak of comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, so if y'all also, got anything good, pop it in the, in the discord. Cause I love to see it. I mean, there's also like the cognitive <laughs> dissonance that was like in Detroit. They're they're you know they're outside telling people to um, yes st- stop the voting right because you know they're in the back and they're counting up these mail mail in ballots or sorry Pennsylvania either Pennsylvania or Detroit, I remember yeah and then you go to Arizona where like because of their history of mail in like those votes are actually going to be more heavily skewed towards being you know um, Republican votes or for Trump and they're out here yelling. You know, count every vote. It's like, hmm, bro. Um, it's just a situation of the mail got decided a certain way. Like, I understand you want to root for your side or whatever else, but like, there's no consistency. <laughs> like, this is this is goofy. This is goofy, right? It's like, have you no shame? Like, even. Hell, even George W. Bush in 2000, uh, had, knew like, yeah, I can't, I can't go to different states and campaign this shit. I gotta just go to Florida and tell them to recount this shit. Like, it was, whatever, man. It's, it's a mess. And, it a lot. you know, it's, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of people that showed up to vote. More yeah. people on both sides than ever, which is like crazy when you think about it. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing how much like the mail got like telegraphed into like, I feel like Trump like spoke it into existence, like that it was gonna come back and bite him in the ass. Like he knew this shit was like, like all right, just everything how how COVID has played out, mm-hmm. and the messaging that he was like, you know, don't wear a mask and all this other stuff before, and right. you know he was gonna try to. Like, I feel like this was like long term booking. People were on, people were on this saying that this was going to be a thing, like months ago, months ahead of time, and you know. 
this is the, that's the kind of the reason why like I was on all of this like where where votes coming from what is it going to look like because like I months ahead of time I, I was aware made aware of like what is this going to mean when they slow down the mail when they're politicizing wearing no masks trying to you know scare off people have to, have to sit in lines in some of these um you know for lack of better areas that are like almost like precinct deserts where you know. Um, there aren't that many precincts. There's just so many people that have to go to one and then have to do that forever. And you know that we've had you've, you've had to watch that for you know years now for many election as you see black people um, have to sit in line on the day of election day and like have to beat on doors when they want to close the doors out to keep them out. So like it was it's in my mind is like just like how bad is this going to be? And you know I talked about my election uh, my my election thing earlier from last week. So it's like I I saw all this happen. Like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't, I was so worried as far as like, what is going to happen with this? And, you know, luckily so many people got the word out and was so aware and, and, you know, we're hip to this and, you know, you have activists out there campaigning and, and you know, knocking doors and whatnot. And Shouts everything. out to all the progressives who was knocking. Yeah. Uh, to get the word, get the word out that like, nah, man, like this mail stuff is, you can send them out, but once we reach a certain date, like do not send, do not put that mail in the mailbox, like put that or, you know, take that to a drop off box or take that to your precinct on for early voting or on election day. Um, yeah. And like, do we talk about Georgia now? Yes. Georgia voted for a democratic presidential candidate uh, the majority of Georgia did for the first time since I think 92 with, with uh, Bill Clinton. Yes. Now, um, <laughs> it's funny to see people all of a sudden realize that, oh yeah, these aren't necessarily just red states as much as it is states that have black people <laughs> like disenfranchised. Um, but I'm glad people are starting to realize it and, you know, like the next step isn't, you know, like this is a great first step for you know I'm changing that, but like you look at these other states like Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina that all have substantial black populations in the 30s and the 40s. I think Mississippi's like 40s, damn near 45 percent black. Um, that's should be where this should be headed next after this. Um. And I don't mean like just by the next election because that's obviously not going to happen. But I mean over time, the work should be done towards that, and less towards trying to figure out the economic anxiety for <laughs> for working class white folks. And just flat out, like if that's if you're if if the Democratic Party um, believes in its actual ideas that they put out, that should be the that should be the goal. Like not trying to move be as this, you know, um, what I think be ultimately doomed strategy of like trying to be this center left party that caters to white people as opposed to the coalition of, of black people, of women, of my, uh, of, you know, minorities and of, um, the LG, Oh my god, I almost botched that. The LGBTQ community. So, um it's it's their choice to make. We've been making this choice for a while. Like and you look at that primary, you saw who won, right? Um but 
it's now on to the future. Now that this is over with, is to look forward to 2022 and 2024. And there's work to be done. Like, you know, Kobe's gone, but it's that, that line's always gonna stick around. Job's not finished. Job's not done. Job, job, job not done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and it's, I, like, and I, it's all about trying to get them Senate seats right. uh, in Georgia. It is gonna be tough, you know, and that ain't no guarantee. Um, it's two runoffs, right? But it's two center runoffs. Yeah, two runoffs. Yep. So, like, I'm just happy that um, Donald Trump himself, uh, there that that snake, that the head of the snake, of, 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 is getting cut off right here. Even though he doesn't want to leave, and you know he's trying to tie everything up in litigation, and you know pretty much get you know dragged out the territory like he's like Bobby Heenan or something. But um, I. I I feel I feel great knowing that that shit bird didn't get to win. Yeah, um, I don't really. It's been such a stress. It, I don't even know what normal would even be. Hey, like, also get get the bleeper ready. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad that these <laughs> didn't win. Oh my god, was that seventeen? All right, seventeen thirty. <laughs> All right. Cause you know, you know they they quite bother me a bit too. So yeah, they're a they will so not much. prosper. Yeah, um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but um, just <laughs> oh, I remember what I was gonna say like it's just a, the Trump thing was like I don't even know what you know people were seeking to go back to you know a normal political um cycle or whatever else and I'm like I don't know if that's even possible and quite frankly like given what we've seen over the last four years like this was just all bubbling underneath anyway post Obama so mm-hmm. um we're still gonna be post Obama so like what the fuck is necessarily normal like and I you know it's gonna be obviously we're not gonna be at that for at least for now but uh, I, I, I'm still I feel like we, we've dodged something, but like, I'm still very wary and very cautious of like, what could potentially be ahead in the next watch for the years, eight years. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, what will they come up with next? Like, you know, um, well, if history tells us anything, they will come up with something. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, six, <laughs> six Supreme court judges, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, it's, We'll see. We'll see. I guess it's time to just get into wrestling now. But um Yeah. Saw a lot of good fucking wrestling uh this past week. Um unfortunately I have not seen um Walter versus um Ilya Dragunov from um NXT UK. Um We will get to I, that though. I, yeah, we'll get to it next week. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um but still saw a lot of great wrestling this week. Saw a lot of good ass wrestling this week. So um I guess we start off with the biggest show, um, AEW Full Gear. Um, Rich, you have initial thoughts on this on this show? Yeah, man. Um, it felt like so energetic um, watching it, it. They they had the most fans that they've had at any point in there. It had about a thousand fans, and it was mic'd extremely well. Um, from what I gathered, like it was way better than what All Out was. Of course, I was at All Out Live. <laughs> Which it was in the building, a very strong crowd, and then it just didn't come through for whatever reason. But it felt energized. It felt big. It was one of the better pay-per-views of the year. Um, 
some people are saying this is the best AEW pay-per-view there's been. Um, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it on, on that level, but I, I really loved it. Um, <laughs> it, it felt special and I was, uh, I was happy to see a lot of, it was a great night for, you know, uh, the elite, like fans of the elite, like the Bucks and Kenny, uh, really represented, uh, I feel like, and the main event, like it felt like, um, like that was art, uh, especially with Eddie Kingston, uh, and just seeing everything, you know, like that guy's going to be a big baby face rather soon. It feels like, uh, he's, converted i think he converted a lot of people uh mox with another strong main event uh i think overall it's just like they like uh after uh a poor showing at all out i feel like uh, i feel like they're right back on you know on schedule and back to greatness back to business like cameron would say (laughs) yeah i thought this was a great show i think it's one of the I don't even want to put a name on, but it, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, in a, if you want to go, you know, 15 or 10 deep for, um, non new Japan or American best show or whatever else. Um, I think it'd be up there. Um, well, if you go American, it's, it's somewhere in the top five. Uh, if you go to, um, the whole world, all wrestling shows, you know, including G1 stuff, I, I think it has to be somewhere in the top 15 or something like that. But um, anyway, I'm getting too far in the weeds. Great show. Um, and I don't think really, aside from the 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 Matt Hardy uh, Ultimate Deletion match, um, I don't. I think you could say every match was at worst good. Or let me phrase it like there were no matches that were bad or mediocre. Um, and then mm-hmm. you have four matches that I would say are great. So I, I feel like, you know, the show went longer than it should, ha- than it needed to go, but it wasn't like it was, be- you know, riddled with, you know, just flat out terrible matches or anything like that. So, um, do I think it's the best pay per view AEWs are put on? No. Um, I still would take, um, the first all out. Um, but I, you know, if it's two, it's still, you know, and they only had one show that wasn't great. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's still a great show. Mm-hmm. So did, did you yeah. mean a different show? Cause you said the first all out, did you mean double or nothing? Yes. That's what I meant. You're correct. Okay. You're correct. Yes. Um, yeah. So I guess we can, um, we can run it from the 10 up. So we got the opener. Uh, we got Kenny Omega facing off against hangman page and back on the call was the golden announcer. Uh, Kenny Omega's family, uh, the man, the Impact Wrestling EVP, good old Don Callis. I was very happy to see him. It, it just, it just felt right. Kenny Omega in the ring, Callis calling it. I was overjoyed. I was like, either A, he needs to get brought in for Kenny's matches, or B, can he manage him? <laughs> um, he was, he wasn't insufferable like he's normally been i don't know if it's like absence has made him chill out or what but um he he did not make me like run to the japanese commentary <laughs> so um yeah he was good on commentary um he wasn't just he wasn't you know uh trying to think of other commentaries on it but he wasn't jbl like calling a john cena match like he just he just wasn't um but yeah anyway back to the actual match great match um Great pacing. Um, Super pacing. It was like, I never knew what was coming next at a certain point. Like, it was like, oh, 
um, outside the ring. Like, you, you Irish whooping this man. Oh shit, it's a moonsault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they cleared that. That was, that was one of the best spots of the, of the night, in my opinion. Um, and that was like early. That was like in the first, like, three minutes of the match. Um, yeah. maybe two minutes of the match. But yeah, just, um, Kenny, I still worry about him and his neck and his head with the shit he wants to do to his neck and his head on that, on ramps and other places, but, um, he took like a big power bomb out there. If I'm not his, his, his head hit just bounced off the fucking um, ramp, the, that uh, horizontal ramp. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, and then you also throw in like the match he had with um, Pentagon, Pentagon from what from uh, two weeks ago or from a week ago when he gets he's just he gets stuff stuff uh, package power draw drive right on his head. Um, Powell drove, and um, you know there was also a spot where I think it was the, um, I think it was the Tiger Driver, and they got a shot of the of um Hangman getting the Tiger Driver. He landed right on his head too. I'm like, God damn, y'all are killing each other. Um, I thought, I thought yeah, this is supposed to be, I thought it's supposed to be fake. Like Jesus. Um, but yeah. Um, I thought y'all were friends. Like I thought y'all were supposed to like beat each other up while like protecting yourselves from like the super dangerous stuff, and then y'all dropping each other in y'all heads and neck on hard, you know, hard, hard surfaces. Like this, this ain't the way. This like this shit ain't gonna last long. You do this, you keep doing this kind of stuff. But yeah, like ultimately, like it was a great match, great pacing. Um, they they, they chopped the shot of each other. Um, they they. The V triggers were were were, were, a pl- were plentiful, um, and ultimately, yes. um, you know, there was one tease, but after one tease of the um, one winged angel, he ends up dropping him with it and pins him one two three. Um, Kenny is the number one contender. Did, was- did you find it uh, very interesting uh, that when it came to you know it, it time to had a match, uh, you, you see who was getting cheered for in the building. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I, I I I heard both back and forth, but I didn't notice that it was overwhelmingly for. Um, you had told me that you, so you heard most of the um, Omega chants, but I mean, for me, they were hyped like, during his entrance. He was getting the yays during the yay boos. Oh, he was. Um, huh. After we watched yeah. that, you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite interesting. I was like. I was like. And, and look, and Kenny pretty much wrestled this match as a straight up babyface. Wasn't really cheating. Not yeah. really like, you know, you know, doing anything like un unjust. He kind of just came out there. You know, he had his entrance, and I gotta rewatch the entrance again because there's a little bit of noise around me. I didn't hear all the digs. I, I know I heard some about his one and zero lifetime against Hangman Page. Right. I heard that part. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it, I found it really interesting. Like, I, I wonder if that's a function of them either going to slow roll the build to the Moxley match, uh, to where they would, you know, further pivot him heel more. But, um, yeah, it didn't feel like, you know, I, <laughs> it, it felt like it, w- it was just a, a good night for, for Kenny, like as a uh, baby face, which I don't know if that was the, um, you know, I know they want to get Hangman over ultimately. So mm-hmm. as, as like the person everyone's cheering for, but I I warned people about it on this show for months. I was like, the second they turn him, he's going to outshine whoever. So good luck, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I wish it got five, five more minutes so I could have go went ahead and gave him five stars. Instead, I'm going to uh, do the coward's rating. So. 
Yeah, I'm giving it four and a half. I'm not even gonna give it a coward's rating. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great match. Um, but I think I think that if it had gone like five, six more minutes, it could have gotten to five. Um, but it was just it it didn't it you know. It it didn't get to that level to me where I was like, oh my god, what's next? It's like, yeah, I know what's next. He's got, like he's like Heyman's gonna bounce on the rope. He's got to blast him with a with a V trigger. Like, <laughs> oh, cut the rope. bam! Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great fucking match. Um, what was the next match after that? So up next we had Orange Cassidy and John Silver. So. Um, Orange Cassidy ended up getting a win here, but this also like kind of snuck up on you as a very solid match. Like after it, yeah. Um, I don't know if this was by design. You know, we talked about we talk a lot about you know um, other shows that have have to go back to back to back and have to follow great matches. As far as like you know, the blueprint really is you know the Okada the Okadaism is just you know just just save all the stuff for the back half of the match. And we try to, you know, basically be our own palate cleanser at the beginning. And, you know, at the beginning of the match, I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself a lot, like this is just kind of there. This feels like a, like, this is just, they were set out there to go die. And then eventually they started doing a bunch of their, you know, Lucia stuff and high impact running stuff. And then it was, it got, it was very fun at the end. Um, but it is another match. I would say, like, I don't think it was a great match or anything like that. But it was by the end, it was a fun match. Yeah, um, Silver did a lot of funny things, like ripping Orange Cassidy's pockets out. Yeah, uh, Silverism on full display, uh, flexing, flexing. Uh, doing all types of power moves. Like, like this man's a power wrestler. The like one, <laughs> the one arm gorilla press slam was was just like, wow, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, that was so like it, don't don't you find this funny that like Orange Cassidy finds himself on the other side of like the hot cult act the that's hot like cult the, yeah 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 that's um, like immediately like months after <laughs> like he was wrestling Jericho and yeah you know it's amazing how fast life comes at you. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that, but but yeah, um, that's a good point. Like, is that gonna be the thing now? Like, he he now has to fight everybody that ever gets over on BTE. Oh my god, is that anything? Be funny. Is that a new wave? So, speaking of BTE, Trent won the BTE championship today. Okay, he beat Silver and Matt Jackson in the golf tournament. So does he have to so defend it? Eventually, he will. How often? I don't know yet. I I, w- I would think it would be on every BTE. I would think. Okay. Okay. Um, next match after that is a TNT title match, right? Yes, TNT title match: Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes, and we have a new AEW TNT champion, and it is Darby Allen. So this match went about just about as long as the opener did. Um, really? And we got yeah. Uh, so the opener is sixteen twenty eight. This match is sixteen forty nine. Hmm. So um, I, I I like the title change. I wasn't expecting it. I I had been saying going into it, I, I thought you could have fully beat Darby again, and really because I felt like Darby hadn't suffered enough, kind of. So, <laughs> <laughs> however, it, you know they they wanted to swap the belt here. You can you can do that. Um, I for me, 
I would have liked to see more flashy offense from Darby. Um, however, uh, I think Cody and uh, him, like they did, they had a objective. It looked like they were trying to get across. Like they were trying to show the story of Cody taking this guy lightly, dominating the match, but ultimately getting caught at the end. Um, I love the crossroads from the top rope. I thought that was like really cool. I like the juxtaposition of like Darby being out there by himself and then Cody really rolls out there with like the entire dip set. Um, <laughs> and I say that because they're all wearing American flag, um, clothing and all that. So, um, yeah, like, so let me try to, uh, off the hit, off the dome, see how many people came out there with him. So he had Brandy. Yep. He had Billy Gunn. Yep. He had Austin Gunn. He Austin Gun, yep. Yeah, Austin Gun came from this where his spot was a barricade to walk up to get in the po- in the photo. So yeah, he yeah, he was in yep. there. So you got uh, QT. Yep. You got Lee Johnson. Yeah. You got his brother. Yep. Did I mention his wife yet? <laughs> I think you mentioned Brandy. I think you mentioned Brandy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm up to at least seven right now. So. Yeah. Uh, and there may have been like somebody else with them nightmare ja- uh, family jackets on. So. Uh, as as we you know clown months ago the the nightmare family is always growing you don't know who's going to be in it they pick up dudes literally off the street now my question for you would be this if scorpio sky wasn't in covid jail would he have been up there um i don't think so because he's with scu right but what but wasn't he um like I guess he would be he would count as an affiliate kind of. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 an affiliate. Yeah. You know, hit me in. Yeah, that's that's his uh, state of (laughs) running back. I'm an affiliate. Uh, (sighs) so another Georgian blows a lead here as Cody Rose uh you know you know loses. Um Darby Allen's the champion now, so uh what what do you think about this? I, I ended up giving this one a four. Um I was watching it and I was thinking like um, this is what happened they're wrestling it's very good and I and then I sent out the text the message to y'all in the uh, Soul Suplex thread saying Darby is the Cody Whisperer and then like as a, and then my, my plan was as the match was going along to point out like this is like their fourth singles match they've done nothing but have good matches and this match was very good. So like, or so like, I'm not saying like the streak is broken or like that, but it's like Cody gets in the gets in the zone with Darby where he wants to tell stories and they're not goofy and they don't just pull out like random nonsensical stuff that makes no that makes no point that just pop you right. So I've heard it described as Cody became a mark for himself at the end of the match, and then. Literally like ten seconds after I press send on that one, they rip off the the, the middle turnbuckle, threw Cody into it, and then Cody then proceeded to not sell it for the rest of the match or do anything with ribs or midsection being injured at all. It was just a spot to do, and I was like, God damn it! Ah mm-hmm. oh, man, I <clears throat> but. Besides the point, I love like you mentioned the um, the crossroads off the top turnbuckle where he rolls and it's a natural looking roll as opposed to the roll we saw later in the show, um, where you know he 
he ends with, the arm gets underneath the rope. He has him beaten, but he just, you know, he made, he made a mistake, right? You're taking it too, too lightly, as you mentioned. Um, and then to finish, I probably would have liked them to, Cody to have kicked out there and then he hits him with a, with another, hit him with another, uh, pinning predicament and then got him with there because, you know, that's kind of my, thing with I don't know maybe I watch too much stardom and they, they do that spot too so often with the one two roll back up one two back down one two so maybe that's just a me thing but anyway like it was a good it was a good ass match in um I hope um in the future maybe the distant future they roll each other again in a different context um but I really like what like I think I like and enjoy Cody wrestling Darby more than any, him wrestling anybody else I I Quite frankly, um, it, it, there's a perfect match, and um, is you know, given that we saw with the uh, lumberjack match with Orange Cassidy and Cody was it either last week or two weeks ago. Maybe it's a thing where Cody just better working smaller dudes so he can work work as like you know the big man Cody Rhodes offense. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the, the trick the trick for him to actually like you know not rely on so much of the sizzle in like instead of showing you like that he there is stake there with him like I think that's the thing he gets caught up in is trying to do so much carny shit as opposed to just wrestle sometimes um and you know that's why I think that's the reason why I like so many of his Darby matches or like his match that matchup in general like he just wrestles yeah, so Darby being a uh, new champion, of course, they had at the end of the match, um, Team Taz came out there and uh, started immediately jumping on him. Uh, so Ricky and uh, Brian Cage came out, uh, ended up uh, Cody was trying to help him and it ended up getting their ass whooped, laid out again, uh, thrown up on uh, Darby's uh, little jacked up car. And uh, till the man we were one, I was counting down, wondering where the fuck he was at, and then he showed up, and then Will Hobbs, uh, James, you had a um, <laughs> uh, so Will Hobbs shows up with a chair, and he, uh, you know, w- what did you make of this? I feel like I only see Will Hobbs when there is a white man to save. That's <laughs> when, when a white man is when a white man is in danger. Will Hobbs comes to save the day. <laughs> Like I think he's had one, one match or two matches on uh, AEW on Dynamite. Not, not uh, AEW, but on Dynamite, right? It's been two. He's had at least two. He's had two. at least two. He had the one with uh, Darby. Um, yep. Was there a tag match following that? He had one with Darby, and he oh, had one with Brian Cage. Cage. Yeah. Has he been? Was he in the Battle Royal or not? Uh, like the Battle yes. Royal where Cage debuted? Was he in that? No. No. Okay. So I think he's had two matches on TV or pay per view. No, he he was in the Battle Royal at All Out. The one where Cage debuted? No, that was um, Cage debuted at Double or Nothing. Okay, I'm mixing all these damn pay per views up. I'm I'm my bad, but yeah, okay. So he's had three matches or whatever else. But anyways, like it seems like so Will Hobbs, you know, Joe Biden voter, saving white man out here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so so really, that was just that was actually like real sort of like like really every. Since black people saved saved the white people's democracy, like yeah. we're really all we're really all just all connected. Cool hobs. Okay, you know, all connected. Right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that was <laughs> awful, but uh, yeah. Um, maybe this gets back that tag match, that six person tag match that we you know we were 
circling around for, for a while. Now that you know we're past pay per views, um, you get a good like photo op of Darby and Moxie together. You know, because since they having a, a they're going to have a budding bromance at some point. Like I can see them being like future tag champs in like a year or a half or a year and a half. So um, yeah, it's funny you say that because I I thought they were going to flip. Like based off this, they might flip Cody into that Mox position here, and then have just Cody with those two guys. Because right now, I mean, Cody can't challenge for the world title, so yeah. and he just maybe Cody gets a teammate. Maybe this is like something to align him with, you know, either Hobbs or something. I don't know. So see, um, I I would find I could um, see if, if that. The, if, if he stepped in as the six man person, but I want to make sure Hobbs like gets established kind of on his own. Right, I can see that, but Plus my Cody problem got enough fucking guys. <laughs> that's my, that's one, and then two is like you put Darby with Cody, and all you're going to see is a looming threat of him and the Nightmare Family whooping his ass and wanting his belt back for for the next few mm-hmm. months or however long they're together, whenever they're together. So like, I kind of don't want that, at least not right now. Um yeah, uh, and then you know it's also like y'all told us we were gonna get this match. Like I don't want this. I don't want that transferred over. Like put that match on the dynamite and run it. Like it ain't gotta be a pay per view match. Put like what else is uh, or what else is Moxley doing in the next month? Right. So, yeah. um, run it. If it was if it was me, I booked that match like fucking Wednesday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like all right. It's a start of a new cycle. We can we can burn a week here and then get to whatever we're trying to get to uh, off of that. I wonder if the finish will be will be affected at all. I think you could pop a rating on it. That's the thing. I think you pop a rating. So like you go out there, you put it all back together. You have um you know Taz and, and Moxie talk shit to each other again, which is money. <laughs> and and then you like go you know do the match in like a week or two. I feel like that's that's more their style. And plus, like, I don't know what the main event will be for, um, this coming dynamite, but they're going to do Pentagon and, um, Phoenix again. And then they're also like, eventually they're going to get to, uh, get that, um, Scorpio sky and Spears match back at some point. So it's like, it's kind of, we're getting too far in the weeds as far as how they're going to book, but I, yeah. you know, we'll see, we'll see, but that could be, so, I imagine that is going to be a main event whenever they do it. If they do it again. Darby Allen, your new TV, TNT champion. So, uh, congratulations to him. So, uh, also, you know, fi- uh, first uh, singles competitor that wasn't in WWE to win the belts. Or, yeah, that wasn't in WWE to win a belt. So, yeah. uh, I know that was a big thing for some people that apparently people in WWE were barred from winning the championships, apparently. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, so, who do you want to see him? on pay-per-view fight um i i'd like to see ricky again um i i would have said sammy Guevara, but i think they got a long i think some sammy got a long road home based on what what happened to him on this show um i would look at uh lance archer uh darby allen um you think they can cage do you think they can keep cage away for that long before they eventually do it I I think Cage is going to end up being like the lower member of his faction. Like Ricky is going to be the ultimate destination guy. So Cage will get in there and, and lose, and, and then that leads back to Ricky. Look, I know that 
Ricky Starks can talk, um, but I think the plan originally is to go with Cage as the bigger person. Like maybe down the line, it becomes Starks is the bigger star because he'll get the mic and he'll talk. Uh, but I don't think that'll be. I don't. I, I think that's like months down the line before they realize. Mm-hmm. Before they realize, like, yeah, the actual star in, in Team Taz is really Ricky Starks. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm sure, like, there's a whole roster for him to, to fight. Like, how about you fight, uh, you know, the Lucha Brothers or some shit? Yeah, <laughs> Jungle Boy. Yeah, you know, uh, MJF. You know, if, if he wants that belt, so. Uh, Especially not so Cody's next, not, doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, now, uh, up next, we had the AEW Women's World Title match. Akaro Shida uh, taking on Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose came out of dress like Mega Man. Um, I was informed. I, You know me, I'm not one that normally catches uh, those kind I of things. I had no clue. Um, this was okay. It felt like a, um, they had a lot they wanted to do. Then it got sloppy. Then they saved it. Then it went too long. Yeah. <laughs> but, <That's>, so, yeah. <laughs> so um, they they got ample time. Uh, I would have probably just gave this a three and called it a day. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm on it. It's a three minute match that went. Uh, it felt. Well, how long did it go? Fourteen twelve. If yeah, um, it's just they they couldn't whatever they work. Um, in their last match, uh, the stuff that they did, like it just couldn't recreate that. I don't know if just because it was the, um, I don't know if it was just the because no of the the no rules element or whatever else. But um, you know, they had the simple story of um, Sheeta trying to work through a knee injury, and it just it didn't click for me. It just didn't. Um, yeah. On that, on a level of like compared to the last match they had, but um, yeah, it, it was it was it was all right. Um, but feels like Sheeta's days are numbered um, yeah. as a champion because obviously you weren't going to drop it to Nyla Rose, but you've got like a bunch of heels like uh, that are around, and one in particular that um, <laughs> is ready. Um, like I, for me, I think you bit you book. Britt Baker and Big Swole like rather fast. You have Britt pick up a win there and start heating it up, and then by the time Revolution comes, like it's Sheeta and Britt, and then we gonna switch that bitch. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 time. Um, yeah, I mean, there's or like the first Dynamite of the year. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't I don't even know where to go from here. Like, as far as what next would be to do with Sheeta. Like, I mean. Especially because, like, they her role as far as um, what they do with her is so limited, so small. Like, they kind of catch the free show. Um, you're talking about Allison K and uh, Serena D. Yes, that was another match that I was like, oh, three star match. Um, okay, no, well, well, after that, Thunder Rosa came back out, so she may be around like more. So, like, seems like okay. there's something going on here. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I'll ask you something off air later. <laughs> I'll ask you something <laughs> off air later. Um, but yeah, uh, like between Serena and, and Serena can get a title match. Why not? Um, I love to see Thunder Rosa and, um, and Sheeta again. I, in yeah, that's, 
I think those two would be good uh, title challengers. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really don't have any really thing else. A eh? uh, oh yeah, yeah, the 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 what do you think of um, what 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 you what do you think of what they're doing with um, Vicky and um, Nyla? I think it's horrible. Um, I think Vicky is a she's a relic of. A but you see where they're headed with this, right? She slapped her, so it's like, uh, right. I, I don't, I don't know what you're getting at, but they're about to turn her, they're about to turn her face by beating the shit out of Vicky. I guess. Um, Where but, else was it going to go? She's going to be an obedient monster. I guess, yeah. Like, nah, she's like, going to turn on. Like she's going, it's going to be one slap too many at some point down the line, and she's going pick her up and slam her or some shit like that and then she'll, she'll turn face off of you know standing up for herself yeah um i don't know how long it's I gonna guess. take yeah, but it's, I, it I seems guess. like the track yeah i would say like it seems like a handicap on nyla rose's entire act nyla rose felt like radically out of place i think on this show just because so i you figured out the her. reason I, I figured out the reason we haven't seen her so apparently uh vicky guerrero could not travel like she wasn't available for much of this build, so they didn't bring Nyla in because that's her act. Which I'm like, uh, I guess, but uh, she was she was not able to make it to uh, like she had a personal, you know, something for like uh, schedule conflict, something like that. Okay, so what this is what I ask you, right? Nyla was on Dynamite last week, right? Yes. And she had a she had a very good squash match where she destroyed Red Velvet, right? Yep. She couldn't have done that no other weeks. <laughs> she couldn't have done she couldn't <laughs> have done not. that two or three times during this cycle on TV where she just has entertaining squash match. She beats the shit out of some woman. That couldn't have uh, happened. Not I, possible. I guess, I guess they were trying to protect like that. Um, you know, her and Vicky as you know together or whatever. But, um. So after that, we got the AW World Tag Team Title Match. We got the Young Bucks versus FTR. Uh, Young Bucks pick up the championships finally uh, after you know they should have had them bitches you know <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> um, you know when you're only one of the you know two or three best acts in the company history. You know it's about time you know these boys to get uh, rewarded here. Um, yeah, I, I love this. Um, I thought, you know, from, from the second, like they came out with the, uh, with the Lakers colors, I was like, those are Lakers colors. And then it crystallized when FTR came out in those green and white, you know, jumpsuits. And I was like, ah, so I, I actually sent a text to Swerve at the time. I was like, this is the shit fans pop for. Like, I was like, this is shit. Cause you can tell they thought about this shit. And it's like, they, that old Celtic ass tag team versus this Showtime ass tag team. Like I'm with it. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I love this. I thought it was a great match. It was like, um, I thought they, uh, they, they did like this history of tag team wrestling type thing. And it was like, you you wanted to see these guys in the ring together for so long. You finally saw it, and I thought they just had a great match. And you know, I, I think I think some people like it a little bit more than I did. Um, a lot however, more than like, you did. <laughs> don't say I'm, I'm gonna say a little bit, a lot more than you did. I'm not gonna begrudge them for it because I can see how they got there because like 
the the anticipation of this finally happening, it being a great match, a really great match, the aesthetics and I think the the build like kind of go it seemed like just everything that could go wrong did and then when something finally didn't go wrong like it was like showered in love I feel like Yeah um it was a great match um but I don't think it's I I don't think it's a five-star match by any means I don't even think it's close um I it's just you know um I thought it was a great match. I thought I was maybe it was because I was expecting more because you know, and then ultimately, you know, you see these two tag teams and then you compare them to the previous matches, and I'm just like thinking of their other matches. I'm just like, I've seen like a dozen Young Bucks matches better than this. I've seen like half a dozen FTR slash Revival matches better than this, um, and then like. Ultimately, I think this comes down to, like, if you pop for the fan service of, oh, look at them spam every tag team under the sun's uh, moves on each other and to kick out of, then, like, I, I, I'm, I quite frankly envy you because, like, me just watching is like, okay, they did, they did a move and then they kicked out of it. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it were like necessarily big moves, like, I, I did, it just didn't work for me in that way. I just saw it, and it also makes me think of like um, other matches where, like, quite frankly, has been done by the Young Bucks and a lot done a lot better. Like their match with Kenny and Hangman, um, or uh, so. It's just for me, it's like that's it's cool, but like I, then also me things of like other matches that were you know matches where it's like why did you spam other people's finishes and shit and it made me think of like the greatest match ever with Edge and in, in, in Orton I'm just like I don't necessarily know the point for all of this especially when like you know Matt has his bad has his bad knee and then like you know come and going with the selling and you know that's that's par for the course but like what I don't understand is like why did the homie bald punch the post and then, like, he's bleeding out of the side of his hand? What? I... What? Okay. You don't need to blade for punching the post. We understand that hurts. But if you do blade, why are you blading where your hand didn't even fucking come close to touching? It was weird. It'd be like if you, if you head, it'd be like if you headbutted the post and then you bladed your ear. It's like, what? What are you doing? And then, and then there no, was. I, I didn't know he bladed the hand. Like, um, I thought he like caught it, like you know, in some you know way of, during having to match. Like he me, because like it looked like it came down to the hand versus the foot. Like, and one guy's like hand like was fucked up. The fist, the guy with the fists, uh, couldn't couldn't you know quite you know throw that punch, and this, this guy with the bad ankle couldn't quite do the super kick, and they were neutralized. Yeah, there was also the spot where they they did the. Uh, it's not a James Boy spot. Cause it's not the same exact move at the same time. For this man down. has named has but, finally acknowledged. <laughs> but what they did was. One throws the punch with the bad hand. The other one throws, or Matt throws the punch with the uh, with the bad foot, and they connect each other. I was just, uh, I was like, oh god, that's a double down. All right, fine, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just, 
it was a lot of stuff where I'm watching it the first time through and like these aren't like I watched it again to try to be like look man so many people love this match so there's got to be something I, I bet a lot of the listeners have loved this match and, and I love it too like <laughs> I just didn't give it five star I give it four and a half so I gave it four and a quarter uh, um, no, and, I, I don't know about that, but bro, I, I, look, I, I look, if you, look, if you want to not like, uh, some Floyd said in the, in the chat, if you want to pick the magic part, you can, like you fully can, like, I don't know. It's just, it felt like I, okay. like, I thought, uh, what's his name? It was great. Here's the thing, Rich. At, uh, Cass Wheeler. Here's my question for you, Rich. What's the better match? What's the best match of the night? Uh, Kenny and Hangman. Were they close? Like, were they, were they, should they be, should they get the same rating while one was just slightly better? Or was one a quarter star better than the other? I, I said one is a quarter star better than the other. You gave that, you gave the Kenny match four and three quarters. I gave it four and a half. So by definition, I'm giving it four and a quarter. And then mm-hmm. I also look at the matches. I, you know, I have that list of stuff I've rated or whatever else. I look at the list of four and a quarter matches. And I'm looking at him like, yep, that match is better. That match is better. That match is better. That match is not better. That match is not better. That match is not better. It's like right in the middle of the four and a quarter star matches I've given out. And keep in mind, like, a lot of those G1 matches that, like, Meltzer and whatever else, I think it's a byproduct of me being, like, um, desensitized from watching all that fucking G1, all that A block, where, like, I saw matches that he was going, that people were giving, like, five stars. I'm like, oh, that's four and a half. Oh, that's whatever like i gave um the uh, okada and shingo match four and a quarter people think it's like the best match of the tournament a lot of people think it's the best match of the tournament like that's maybe i've ruined myself i don't know for the time being i don't know but i'm watching that match it's like i felt like the sh- they wrestled like the first half of it. like basically you can skip through that match you're like all right i want to watch the great the great wrestling all right well like skip until they hit the the Steiner brother spot, and then he does the the the, the um the big E uh, tackle through the ropes. Like that's when the match is going at full or uh, not even full gear because I, I can't even say it's full gear. Like there's so many young buck matches I like more than this. As far as like they kick in the full gear and kick ass. Like I feel like every young or every Lucha Bro match I've seen them have has kicked this match's ass. I just I just do, and like I don't know, but. I think Nick Jackson was great in this match. I think Cash Wheeler was phenomenal in this match. Uh, I don't know what he's which one doing. is which because you know I always forget which one is Ca- Cash which Wheeler. Is- Cash Wheeler is um, Cash Wheeler is the one with the hair. Okay, yeah, hair was the better one. Yeah, um, and it comes down to like Tully not being out there with him, and then he's like, "I'll show y'all y'all little fuckers a flip." I, I'm, I'm gonna show you how to how to do a flip, bitch, and it immediately leads him to the fucking losing. Like, <laughs> like I loved yeah. it. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> he hit a four fifty splash, hit them, but but uh, Matt and then got up, got kicked in the face. Um, yeah. Like, I I I was expecting a I was expecting the I was expecting this match. Uh, like I was expecting like them go out there and like <laughs> kill it. They want, they they wanted to do a midnight or a rock and brain busters uh rockers match. It, it, they wanted to do a midnight rock and roll match. It seemed like they wanted to do that and then throw in the tag team history stuff and then ultimately throw in their their foot versus hand deal and a couple near falls here and then you know the ultimate. All right, I'm gonna do the flip and then like I don't know in a weird way it's a story 
storytelling match. So no, it is a storytelling um, match, but it's like if you're going to. That's the reason why I don't like it as much as everybody else does. Like if you're going to do a storytelling match, what is this? How do you connect the selling of the foot in the in the hand, the kicks in the fist, with you spamming everybody else under the sun's finishers? I I don't see the connection. Like I just don't. Um, and for me, it's like it just left me cold. But mm. um, and then there's also like <sighs> the one thing that pissed me off the most about this match was it it it, it goes beyond the um the fist blading thing. <laughs> uh, Matt gets bald in a in a sharpshooter. Bald immediately grabs the rope. The ref sees it. Matt yanks him off of the rope. And he doesn't break. He's just like, all right, well, you're still, you're, you're still at risk to tap out. I'm like, wait, what? And then Jim, and then what makes it worse is Jim Ross on commentary points out that like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Break the hold. And while they're trying to sell as if like, this could be the end, I'm like, it can't be. It literally cannot be. The, that should have been a, a rope break. It, it was just weird. Like, it, there was so many things that happened in this match. And it's like, I didn't feel like it was like this was the the best Young Bucks or FTR I've ever seen as far as them working in the ring. I didn't feel like the story was some super compelling thing. I'm still left cold by like trying to connect any of the storytelling elements they did with their actual build in the ring, aside from the injuries that they decided to selectively sell. 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 So it's like, and then I see it goes for people are saying this shit is like. A five plus star match. I'm, I'm, I, I that's the reason I rewatch it. And I rewatch, I'm like, I didn't, I, I still feel the same way about it. And I feel like, well, what did you like know. about it? Huh? What did you like about it? I don't think we got there. <clears throat> I liked, I liked, um, huh, what did I like? It wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match at all. Like, it's just, I do not like it as much as everybody else, and I'm trying to figure out what they did, necessarily, that made this so awesome, as opposed to a good match. Oh, I know. Actually, I really tell you. These guys hate each other. These guys hate each other. They've been been building for this for five months, and then, like, they go out there and have a a normal, soft-style lucha match that the Young Bucks do, and it's like, okay, so... So much for the, 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 all this build of you hate each other so, so much. Y'all just, y'all, nobody brawled, nobody like beat the shot of each other. It was the same, like they could have had that same match walking in aside from the selling of Matt's foot and it, and it, and it could have had the same exact match and it had the same exact result. We didn't need to wait five months for this. Got I think that's so one of the main things. Like I waited five months for this and this is what I get. <laughs> all huh? right. What you saying? I was gonna say, I was like, so, so nothing. So you don't like anything about the match. I, I got you. <laughs> no, I just like I don't, I don't. It's, it's for me. It's a very good match. It's a great match. I'm giving it four and a quarter. And as we just decided, like four and a quarter for me at this point, like I'm worse than a fucking grapple uh, user. So like, so like a four and a quarter, like yeah, I can easily see the case four and a half, like you gave it. But like, I don't see this five, this five and a quarter, five and a half shit. Even though I don't even believe in that shit, I'm just like whatever, Melzer, go off and do your thing, shoot your shots. But like, I do not see this a five star match. And like, I don't know, maybe it's just like I don't know. But like, the build. 
pissed me off because it got so stupid at the end. I feel like the I feel like from a from a perspective of, um, I feel like this whole thing is damaging, and then like that, like for it to be damaged or for it to um, to justify it by they save it in the ring, it has to be. It has, you know, we talked about this uh, last week. It has to be greater than great, and like this is just great. And I was like, okay, well, all right, it was great, but well, we got the young boys you know. with the belts now. The belts are where they belong. Hope they can wrestle uh, those bros again. Show them a real. Well, show them what a real five star tag match is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we don't have to worry about. As I told everybody, uh, the Bucks will win. This is. You know, they're not going to not challenge for the belts anymore. Uh, they did, uh, a funny championship celebration. So they were like, uh, the, another LA team winning the championship in 2020. So they had the uh, championship shirts and the hats and they played on BT like, um, you know, uh, someone else put it on Twitter. Uh, they had the sparkling Welsh's grape, uh, you know, uh, Are they carbonated joint. Yeah, they don't ah, drink or okay, smoke or anything. So, uh, they had the, um, the, it all taped up in the locker room so they could really, you know, have fun with it and the goggles and shit. Um, uh, and that's where you saw Hangman not there and then walking down the hallway, like looking in the room around the corner, noticing everybody else in there going fucking nuts. It's SCU, it's Kenny and the Bucks losing it. <laughs> so. And also at the end of the, this match, Kenny comes out to celebrate with these guys. Right. Hangman pops his ass up in the tunnel, in the and you kind of kind of see him sulking over there, wanting to come out but not really, and just you know being broken. And uh, what, what you got on the Hangman, uh, uh, James? Do you feel I, sorry for the Hangman? No, he he did it all to himself. Like this is the same thing we were talking about with Sam um last weekend. It was like, bro, I understand that, but like all you gotta do to stop fucking up is just like decide that you're not gonna fuck up no more and you'll be good. Like I don't understand why this suck up like I don't know. Like maybe maybe I am uh what uh who doesn't? Uh I think the Tin Man doesn't have a heart in uh um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wizard of Oz. Maybe it's like, bro, I don't feel for you. You're a dumbass. You, your friends were your friends, and then you screwed them over for because it was all in your head. They didn't do anything to you. You just screwed over your friends, and then like, feel bad for you. Nah, man, put down the fuck. Like your friends told you, stop fucking hey, drinking and, and come f- and come out here and start kicking ass. The fans did not feel bad for him in the opener either. <laughs> <laughs> and like, clearly. Or not clearly, I'm not gonna say clearly, but it seems like we're headed towards him trying to get redemption. I don't know, you know, cause I just don't know what else is there to do with him right now, unless he's gonna, you know. Um, I'll tell you this. There was a guy that cut a promo during the pay per view with Jake the Snake Roberts that, that is looking for somebody, uh-huh. and I can think of, 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 of putting Hangman with him and having him wanna, you know, beat Hangman's ass really bad and that snaps him out of this drunken stupor and he's got to fight for his fucking life. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I mean, it, I'm, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out how do you get to where they got seeing that that was so, such a thing that they had to get there where they um have to have Hangman, or they didn't have to do it, but like apparently they, they 
they pulled that trigger where they had him screw over the Young Bucks, right? After all of them, because he didn't want to fight him again. After, you know, even though he just beat him. I don't know if they should have did the thing where it wasn't FTR. It was all Hangman's fault. Like, if, if it was FTR that was, like, influencing him, then maybe you could, like, move them and make them a faction now, it, you know. If you don't pull that lever where they say, nah, you did this on your own, you're just a dumbass, like, you could do, a, he finally moves on completely to FTR, and they're, you know, a faction or whatever else for the time being, and then, like, <clears throat> over time, you can... You know, we could be like, you know, man, that's just evil FTR. They was, they was hip, they was playing mind games. They had mind control over Debo, right? And then eventually, like, you could redeem, uh, Hangman, but Hangman pulled his lever on his own because he's a, a dumbass. And now it's like, I, I don't know what to do with this dumbass. That boy just dumb. I, I have no, I have no sympathy for him. And I don't so know I'm how like, you fix this now. Now that he's all out there by himself, and like, like maybe maybe if Kenny starts being mean to him or whatever else, and Pat and starts being an asshole to him, that'll get people to act. Or that'll get me to be like, all right, well maybe you know, I understand. But like, bro, you've let this shit chill for like a couple months now, and now you want to be addicted to him now that you beat him. That's some sucker shit. But like now it's like, I don't know how you get to the part where like now he's supposed to. I don't. I don't get the redemption arc as far as all four of them. I feel like somebody has turned heel. It looks like Kenny. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see. So we got Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match. This went way too long. Had the wrong winner. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of just shit. It should have been goofier for one. Um, you have fucking Gangrel out there. <laughs> you have fucking Helms. Hurricane Helms. Uh, some of the stuff they were doing with the Outlaw, the Mud Show in the mud and the competition in the mud. You love to see it. Like it's under a Brian Alvarez Twitter post. Uh, that was funny, but I felt like they should have leaned into the comedy more. But they made this thing absolutely brutal at the end, and like Sam Guevara got put in a garbage can, like. He was being shipped back to OVW or something like I I don't understand how this helps him. Um I was pissed. I'm like, why is he losing to Matt Hardy in two thousand twenty? What? I don't care. I thought the match sucked. Um like <laughs> like um it was just so stupid. It's like he pulls up in, you know, um I think it's a Jixer. He pulls up in the golf cart, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh no!" This fucking monster truck that was like twenty feet away from me just like snuck up on me. How the fuck does a monster truck sneak up on you? And then it's like, I understand it's a stupid Hardy match, so I'm not supposed to use my brain. But it's like, but like, I don't want to have to do that. Like to watch this, like this is dumb. And then, like by the time they get to um, the ring, that's outside like the AEW ring was like why is there AEW ring in the heart uh, on the campus and there's another ring in the back when we because we've seen it in the back a thousand times and they end up going to the back anyway by the time that happens the uh Santana and Ortiz pull up on the Hardy compound and then like 
so then he makes he, he I guess he throws up the bat signal, sends in the call to private party. Private party, they get the call. They in a car. You can see through the through the windshield of the car that they're right next to the fucking um monster truck. So it's like, so y'all y'all just saw him almost try to kill Sammy, and y'all didn't get out to see what the fuck was going on. Y'all just chilling there, chilling. What? There's balling around. There's nonsense with with Roman candles going off. Gang girl shows up. Shane Helm shows up. There's a lake of reincarnation. Whatever. I wanted him to come back as a member of three count, but <laughs> that would have been funny. Maybe he doesn't have the hair to pull it off no more. So get him a wig. Th- shit. So, I don't- <laughs> so then, like all this funny wacky stuff is happening. So it's like okay, like this funny wacky match. I don't have to pay much mind of it. And then once it, it wasn't lock- wacky enough for me though. Then once they lock it in. They they go into the you know, the actual um the hangar deal that that man has the dome of deletion whatever the fuck he calls it I don't know whatever he'll call it something else next week I don't know all of a sudden like once they lock it was just one on one those two plus the ref <sighs> the match gets like dead serious it, it, at that point they start playing these dark ass tones or whatever else after the goofy stuff and then it turns to a fucking massacre and all this blood and fake blood there's a crash pad spot that's obvious. Um, and it's like, so, he, so he just murdered this dude after, after goofing around with him for like, I don't know how, how long did they threw him match? away? How long did the match go? It went 1939. It went longer so, than like every singles match on the, on the show. It went longer so, than. So after they go basically like 16 minutes doing goofy shit, it, the flip gets scripted in the last three minutes. They're out here doing, you know, heads bashing off concrete spots or trying to fake you and believe in that happened to recreate what happened at the last pay-per-view that it did in AEW on that, that happened, that thing where men and animals died. And, and then like, he can chirp, or he hits, he puts a chair, or he basically bashes his, uh, his head, the back of his head when his head was up against, uh, the concrete because he's laid out and kills him. It's like, why did I get a funny, a goofy light match? All of a sudden, I got this like murder scene, like three minutes on on at the drop of a dime. I don't what like the tone, the tone like switch was just just ridiculous. And it's like I I I don't know what you do. It's like if you turn, I don't know what happens after this. Like they just need to not wrestle each other ever again, and we can just we can just put. <laughs> Just call it a day. I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I'm never going to watch that again. I'm good. It's like, oh, thank you. I don't know what you do with Sammy from here. And it's like, people are saying he can come back like he's like uh, under Matt's spell. But I'm like, Matt's not doing the gimmick. So, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I don't know why. I, I, I thought this was horrible. This was crap. This was a stain on the show. You drop this and then, like, there's not much to complain about. Um, Especially yeah. when they did it, because it's like, you're prolonging the main event, it's go- and now we're in like, we're we're like, oh, this is going to go till 12 o'clock, isn't it? That's one of those, it's like, it didn't need to do that. Like, this could have been a three and a half hour show, we go off air, fantastic. Like, some of these matches, while none of these matches were bad, except for this one, didn't, quite frankly, didn't need to make the card. 
Like you could have put silver in um in Reynolds, not Reynolds, sil- uh, uh silver in Orange Cassidy on a dynamite. I understand why you did it. Um, I don't necessarily blame you, but like once this, once we get to like the three hour mark, it's like all right, we gotta we gotta look back on this. And be like, how do we get to the three hours? And how do we cut down? Like, I don't know. I don't want to watch three, four hour pay per views. Just don't. Like unless so, they're uh, inc- unless they're incredible from start to finish, I do not want to watch four hour pay per views. I don't want to watch four hour pay per view and have four great matches. It was like okay, so I got great paper- I got a great match an hour. Is that worth four hours? Mm-hmm. So think about it like this: they got a large roster. They've got only four pay per views a year. Yeah. Most times people struggling to get on every two, you know, for two hours at a time. So this is kind of like when people, they get to show out a little bit. So did, did, okay. So the woman's match was essential. It had to be on there. The woman's title match had to be on there, right? This is title match. Yeah. Um, what, what else had to be on there? Like, okay. So the four, the four great match we got. So, the number one contender match, the tag title match, the world title match, the women's match, and MJF Jericho, right? Is there anything else that was essential? Um, I think you could you could have stood to lose uh, the elite deletion match. Yeah, <laughs> you could have stood to lose. Um, I, I like Cassidy and Silver on there, so I did. I I, I absolutely do, and I understand why they put it on there, but it wasn't essential. Like they pulled that shit out of their ass like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I I didn't feel like the show was too long. I just felt like this match was too long. <laughs> Everything but else I was fine with. I, for me, I felt like the Young Bucks match went too long. It it, it could have been a fifteen. Uh, no, not hell, no, not fifteen. It could have instead of being twenty eight minutes, it could have been like twenty three minutes. It could have cut five minutes off of it. Um, like, and then like I felt that way while watching it, and then we keep going, and it's like, and then I get that shitty match after that. Like, I just got I just saw a great match that I felt went too long, and then I, I watched this. I'm like, fuck, they're still the main event. Luckily, the main event was wasn't that long, but still, it's like this didn't. It's just me, but anyway, it's still a great show. But it's like, eh, all right, let's get to the main event. Let's get to the main event. Well, we got MJF and Chris Jericho next. Oh, MJF. shit. I forgot. I forgot about that. Holy shit. Ugh. Snug it right in there on you. Ugh. Yeah. That can't so, be good. I completely so it, forgot about the match. Yep. So MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho works as a baby face. Um, he was selling. I could tell immediately. I was like, oh, my God. He's doing his baby face selling. Yep. He's being the baby face in this match. Well, he had um, to be. They were going to cheer for MJF over Chris Jericho, right? <laughs> um, it, it it was kind of admirable. Like he did the hurricane right off the top rope, and <laughs> you know he was he, he was he was trying his best. You know, um, yeah. Oh, but man. MJF ended up getting a win. MJF's in the inner circle now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave this like three and a quarter. Like <laughs> it was like okay, it was a basic match, but. Uh, yeah, 
if MJF's joining the inner circle, I don't think you want these guys to kill each other. Um, and the finish was kind of funny. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, this man figured it out. But uh, what did you think of this, James? I, now that you don't remember it. <laughs> um, okay, so they did the, the Eddie Guerrero lie state chill spot. Or lie cheat. St- yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thought I said it, lie cheat uh, chill. But, um... Yeah, they did that spot, and they had, and then, uh, how did, he, he pinned him off some bullshit. How did he pin him? I so forgot. He, he did the light cheat steel spot, and right. Jeff takes the bump. Aubrey's like, what the fuck just right. happened? Right. He turns towards her like, no, I didn't do this shit. And Jeff like rolled school boys him and beats him. Ah, okay. Okay. Did he pull tights? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like this, it was it was a match I probably just give three flat or three and a quarter two, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it was all right. I, at that point in time, I was tired. I guess like that that match wasn't that good. the The match was good, but it wasn't like I expected MJF pay per view match to be a little bit better than that. Like I was, I was, I was, I wanted the three and three quarters. That's what I wanted. I I just didn't get it. Chris Jericho lost every match on pay per view this year. Yeah. And remember when um last year I said I thought it was asinine and people thought that Cody was the AEW wrestler of the year. I thought it was Jericho. And the reason why is like he is setting the table for all these people to have their biggest moments. And like Cody just has to worry about himself, rightfully so. And you look at the year. And Cody I'm sorry, and Cody was a champion and wrestled a lot of guys and gave guys um big big looks as well in twenty twenty. But Jericho gave MJF so much this year. Um, he bought Jericho, to give him his faction. <laughs> right. Jericho gave Moxley so much this year and what might be the feud of the year in all of wrestling. Um, I It was a continuation. Like I, and I feel like they got the belt off Jericho at the perfect time. The perfect time. And why is that? Oh, he, your boy Jericho, this, this is 2017 Triple H, like right now. I, we, uh, is we, we this the end? Like, the, like he come out, like he still lay out a great match. He can still. I, know, I felt like things. I saw it last night. I felt like I saw the blueprint. Right. You of, saw of a great Jericho layout. match I've seen a, a million times. Right. But just. Physically, he's he's lost something, and I don't know if he can ever get it back. Um, the John, will to work out, <laughs> the, the will to not drink. Yeah, like uh, Josh was talking about how, like you know, he's not washed because he's uh, Josh Smith from uh, Keeping the Show. So he's like, he's not washed because like he can get in shape and like get it right back. And my point is like, maybe he could. Maybe he could. Would you bet on it happening now? Because I would not. So, like, yeah, sure, but it effectively it don't really matter. Like, if it's not going to change, it's not going to change. Washed, um, and he's been you know ever since that first his last good his last really kick ass match like the first Orange Cassidy match, and ever since then, right? Was, so I don't know what happened over the summer, but it was it was finito since then. Like he cannot. Or it, it appears he cannot. It comes do and it. it goes. 
yeah, I guess so. We'll see. Like, it's been a while since you've been able to, uh, for it to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going lately, bitch. <laughs> it's for sale. <laughs> we got it for cheap. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so up next, uh, main event, uh, we had the I Quit match for the AEW world title. John Mosley versus Eddie Kingston. John Mosley gets the win. Beats the shit out of Eddie Kingston. They beat the shit out of each other. I just thought Eddie about, Kingston beat the shit out of him too. Yeah. yeah, I just thought about a spot in the, uh, the Moxley match where Moxley uh, takes gets rammed head first to the post, and uh, they fought. The camera follows along Kingston, and then when they cut back, Moxley's forehead is bleeding. And I thought to myself, and I just thought about like what we talked about earlier with the almost match. Like, how come his ear was bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I can't even just now. I'm like, John Moxley in with that bullshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the spot that hits the spot that's, that's supposed to be hurt is what bleeds when it hits the post. <laughs> this is fucking simple. <laughs> All right, we can go ahead. So uh, Eddie Kingston uh, ends up quitting. Uh, he yeah. shows up in his uh, you know Masawa tribute gear. Yes. Uh, of course, this confused some simpletons on, on the um, <laughs> on the internet who said he was dressed like a Power Ranger. <laughs> like, no, um, it was they, clearly ex- silver. It wasn't white. Excalibur clearly told you on commentary that he was, you know, doing this as an ode to Misawa. Did he? I didn't even. He he said that on the wow. show. That makes it even worse because uh, it's like yes. one. They, you know, when he first showed up in the in the black and yellow. They That's Kawada. They were mainly pointing out the Kawada stuff, right? Yep. So then, so like, then if you throw out the fact that the motherfucker is going to come out in silver and green after that, you're like, oh, that's motherfucking, <laughs> it's fucking Masawa. It's very simple. Like, it, like one of these you days he'll come we, out we, here we, in in the orange. You'd know. be like, oh, okay. I, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know, we could we we have all these these dudes dress up in these cartoon motherfuckers and, and and that's just the greatest thing ever, you know. <laughs> but you know, you dress up as a great wrestler, it just don't compute uh, for some. Um But yeah, this was a war, this was art, this was like the very end sequence where he puts Kingston to face the hard camera. Kingston knows the rap. He ain't going nowhere. He's done. In defiance, he throws up the middle finger and is like, "Fucking beat me!" And he was like, "Moxley's like, all right. They've been pl- they've been fucking around with this barbed wire for you know a couple minutes at a time. Mox has the barbed wire wrapped around his own forearm and is like, Eddie knows it's coming." He puts him in that fucking choke that he told him he was going to fucking do to him. The same one he beat him with before, but worse this time. And you see Eddie Kingston and his friend, Bryce Rimsburg, who was put there to ref the match because of the talking segment they did before. And he ref the previous match. Right. He's grabbing Bryce crying. Like he's like, it's just beautiful. Like it's like, Yo, he's crying, and then it's like, you know he's going to quit, but he doesn't want to, but he just fucking quits at the end, and then it's like, fuck, just, he has to quit at that point. He's done. This was so great. Um, I don't know what I'm rating it. I'm, I'm in between four and a quarter, four and a half, like, 
4.3. Like, <laughs> um, but this was just like, it was violent. It was brutal. You know, Mox, you know, th- this is a Mox match. Like he, he loves the playing with the, with the toys, you know, and, and the violence, you know, and the tax, uh, yeah. he gave his man some alcohol. How nice of, of Eddie Kingston, uh, to, you know, in this age of COVID to, um, you know, go out of the, his way to protect Moxley, you know, with, with the, with the rubbing alcohol on him. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, this was great. Another great, uh, world title match, uh, for Mox and <laughs> baby, a feud of the year contender here. Uh, Eddie Kingston is going to be a huge baby face. You fell in love with Eddie Kingston by the end of this match. If you didn't, I don't know what you watched. Yeah, it was a great match. Um, I think. I think I like the uh, Brody match a little more, but other than that, I th- I think that's his. Aside from that match, I think this is was a, uh, his best title defense so far. Um, and like he got the main event um, and do it, so that was really cool. Like watching the alcohol spot, I I was like I popped because like you know me, Rich, I you know I keep I keep that thing on me at all times. <laughs> I, like ever since ever since COVID came along, I've kept a spray bottle um, filled with alcohol um, to you know wipe down or to spray on my phone or not on my, on my wipe phone, me down, but spray onto a cloth, <laughs> wipe down my phone or you know spray on my wallet or keys, whatever else um, when I get back in from wherever I have to go. So like you know I thought that you know I, I thought it was pretty cool, uh, but anyway, yeah man, just. They beat the crap out of each other. Um, the the text came out um, in the one spot where he, he after after getting the alcohol, like because he's like, what do I have to do to get you to fucking quit? He uses alcohol doesn't work, so he's like, all right, I'll grab some of these uh, tags, and he just. Slaps him over the fucking forehead with with, with tax. I was like, God, these two. Like, I'm still, I'm still, um, I'm I'm sure we'll get it in, in the his title defense against um Omega, but um, I'm still I'm still of two thoughts. Like, I I. I I don't, you know, I don't really like these kinds of matches that much, but like I do enjoy the thought that are put into them by Moxley, and that's that's what I can appreciate most out of them. Yeah, like the escalation uh, of violence makes sense. Like you know the the part where like they have a relationship, so they really don't want to do this to each other, but they have to to get where they want to get to. Um, they get to their you know the unjustified means or whatever. So, um. So yeah, it was. It was. I wonder what's going to happen for Kingston in the future. Um, like, I you know, it's there. Was like got a lot of people like with Warlow is there, with Sammy Guevara is there. As far as like, you could turn them face at some point. And they'll they'll do very fucking well. But you don't know when out it's time down where it's going to go. And like, you know, Kingston's got here. That'd be too soon, obviously. But like, I is it though? Because like if Pot comes back and and calls him a fucking quitter, and that immediately like Eddie Kingston Kingston, like, I ain't no fucking quitter. And then it, you know Eddie Kingston's faction actually turns back on him or whatever, 
parents to and they go back with Pac. There's a um there's a turn back to babyface right there. Like all all a heel has to do is call Eddie Kinson a quitter. Um, I think um, I think there has to be a two part to that. Like for AEW anyway. Um, like if this were WWE, like him getting his ass would be enough, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he could just walk out as babyface like yeah, nothing yeah. happened. Oh, oh, all right. Like, just, oh, oh, you, oh, you switch brands, so you're babyface now. Okay, like yeah. glad you're here, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I maybe a situation where like you know Pac gets a title shot or something. Um, like that happens, he gets ejected, he he makes a save for. Um, Moxie or whatever else. Like Moxie, Moxie might have to help redeem this man, you know. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, like really fun match. I want to see him wrestle, you know, Archer and Brody Lee in the future. And like now that neither one of the, you know, both all of them kind of seem out of the title picture right now. They've lost their title shots, whatever else. Like it's time to, it's time for this Hawks division to get, you know, get back up and running. Like I've kind of been seeing like, or, look or shunt them down a Darby. <laughs> Why can't I just get two big dudes like Russell on pay-per-view that, and it doesn't involve Jack, Jake Hager. Why can't I get that on pay-per-view? Why can't I get the end goal is to put two large, two large human beings in a in a wrestling ring and they go out there and beat the crap of each other and we build it for months? Like, it, it, why can't we do that? Is, is it against the rules in AEW? Um, uh, I, I don't know. Do, do, does Tony Khan think that won't draw? Because <laughs> there's overwhelming history of Professor Russ says that you put two big dudes in the ring and they can talk well and they like it can be a real fight and they can see physical, it can draw. I don't know. And also, you know, the 31 flavors of variety, whatever else, it don't really kind of have that kind of thing uh, or haven't had that much of that sort of thing yet. Um. So after the match, uh, Kenny walks out there, kind of like New Japan, and lets him know I'm coming for you. <laughs> And he said uh, it, he did like a coward. He's like, and clear this shit up because yeah, I ain't wrestling in like, this shit. He's like, nah, we did that before. You whooped my ass. We're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> like, clean this shit up. That shit had me hollering. It's like, like, at certain times, like, yes. No. Is right. <laughs> you want to you smoke with Devo again? No. But for, it was funny to me because it's like, we know that ultimately, Hangman is supposed to be the person you cheer for, but it's kind of what the way they've done it is like, nah, you're not. If you paid attention and you and you just only watch Dynamite, it's like, nah, Hangman, like Kenny Omega's one of them screwed over, and yes, he's acting like a dick. But when it comes to the personal relationship between those two, the person that did all the wrong was Hangman, not Kenny Omega. So, like, so that's how you feel on one end, and then Kenny comes out and is like, oh yeah. I'm finna tell a shot with you, and I do not want to fight you, and I do not want to fight you any way, shape, or form, and what it, I only want to fight you in one particular way, it's like, okay, like, yes, I, w- without the hangman thing, he is a heel, clearly, this is why it's funny to me, it's like, this dude's an asshole, except for, like, his one guy that's supposed to get cheered is the real asshole, like, you know, all Kenny wants to do is fight fair, you know, fight you know, it, you know, have a good traditional grappling contest, you know. Oh, it's going to happen. Look, if that man's the bad guy, you know, look, man. It went, nah, that man Rules was like, different. That man, look, you saw them two go out there and show pure heart, pure spirit, right? It, 
right? On the mat, left it all on the mat, you know, blood, sweat, tears, and out and rubbing alcohol. And Clean that shit like, up. And Kenny Gunn comes out there and is like, I want no parts. <laughs> I do not want to show you how, I do not want to show you how, hold on. I do not want to show you how tough I am. We already did that. He will mass. Now I just want, I want to lawyer this shit up. <laughs> it's just funny to me. <laughs> You know, we we gonna keep it nice and clean. You know, we gonna have an athletic competition. You know, yeah. we gonna see who's the best. Break on five. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah, great show. Um, yeah, a lot of people are gonna is gonna get get some votes. Oh, from show to um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, I'd have to look over. This is probably the best. This is probably the best AEW paper for you, which is weird because uh, of this year. Of this year, which is weird because like, I feel like I like Revolution more, but that might have been just because of the tag match. I don't know, man. So I, I Revolution and had the title like change and the title change, the title change and, and the, that tag match and, and tag Orange match. Cassidy. Yeah, and yeah, and it was like this yeah, we had feeling. A crowd. The crowd, and it was like this crazy feeling with the show. Like every everything was peaking around that time. Like it was so hot. Like coming off the Atlanta show, Mm -hmm. the Kansas City show, and it was like, and it was saying the work show. Yeah, like it was. Revolution is like holds a very special place. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. Like I mean, like I watch I watch a ton of it, and like there are a bunch of things to check out, but like. I feel like when we do the year in review shows for like Stardom, AEW, WWE, New Japan, it's all gonna come back to and even the awards you gotta talk about is like or the uh, the IWC awards like p- the pandemic has kicked so much of this wrestling's ass like all the, a lot of this stuff I feel like I think another thing with the um, that Young Bucks match like I feel like if that match is in front of more people in front of full crowd people are going they're fucking, going fucking insane shit. meanwhile like. It's a, it's a mostly empty arena, and I'm just like, eh. Like I, I feel like if you went out there in the Suzuki and uh, and shingled it up, that would have been more effective. But you know that you know I just kind of like seeing you beat shit at each other. But whatever. Um, yeah, but it, it was it's a great show. Um, it's a great show, and it. I'd have to look at the Revolution card though, but like maybe. It's, it probably has more. I, I more. think you look. I, I think if you lay it on paper, this is going to smoke resolution. Revolution. I think it is. Like, I think it is too, and that's the, what I'm saying. The, like the it's just feeling, a feeling, it just feels the, that feeling in the air, like with revolution, like that shit. Like yeah, you ain't gonna get that back every yeah. day. Like it, it kind of like, oddly felt like double or nothing because that was one that where they really built to. Like you, you got to see the full first build, like because. The full gear last year was six weeks after Dynamite kicked off, and then after that we got like a full cycle, and it was it just felt like everything was peaking uh, at that time. Yeah, and then you throw in like, you know, I felt like the two best storylines they've done at three and four. Not because wait, the Cody match was on there too, right? Cody and uh, yeah, MJF. Cody and MJF. I brought like three of their four best storylines. Took place at Revolution, like Hangman. I'm sorry, uh, Hangman and Kenny versus Young Bucks. That's up there. Um, Cody and Jericho would be would be one of the top four. Um, Moxie versus the Inner Circle is is another of the top four. You mean and then, Cody and MJF? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like Cody and Jericho. Cody and MJF are two or okay, two of the yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then the other two would be the Young Bucks or the Elites fighting each other, and then Moxley versus Jericho. Like those are the three best storylines they've told in AEW so far, and three of them took place on Revolution. So like maybe that's the reason why I felt like you know it felt better while also recognizing like nah, the wrestling wasn't as good top to bottom. Mm-hmm. So what we got next? Oh, power struggle, New Japan. Yeah. Let's yeah. take let's take the jet o- over to uh, the land of the rising sun real quick Osaka. because uh, yeah, I got to uh, break uh, get off something proper that it, that it feels like I don't feel like many people about to say. I don't know if people are afraid to say it. I don't know if people just like don't want to say it, but um. We've got two Tokyo Domes, January 4th and 5th, again. This shit that they're doing with Ibushi is absolute horseshit as a build. If you think last year was bad, as Tetsuya Naito loses his way through the G1, loses his way (laughs) in the block final, uh, doesn't make it to the G1 final, Somehow beats Tai Chi, and that gets him into you know the double gold dash. Fine, let it ride. Cool. We know it doesn't make sense. However, you love him. I can, I can, I can live with that. Even though you know, there's if anyone else did that, you come on. We know what it is. But this year, Kota Ibushi, the G1 winner. Loses his briefcase to Jay White. Jay White beats him by a backslide with some feet on the ropes. Yep. All yep. the shit that I've seen Kota Bushi kick out of. Right. <laughs> over the years. Well, all okay, the, okay, hold on. the, Here's the, the tough wars. Here's the bell I'll give it. It's not much bell, but I'm assuming this is what the story was. During the during the match, Jay White worked over uh, Abushi's ribs in midsection. So you could make the argument that he couldn't roll out because his core was fucked up. I I'm with you, Rich. I'm fully on your camp. I'm just telling you what to expect from the other side. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, so after that, Abushi loses his briefcase. Yep. Then no, you no, know no. it's have all you, set have up. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen the pin? Yes, I saw the pin. Did you hear the audio? Would you like to explain? Oh, my fucking... Bro, when he got rolled up... Uh, with, or, sorry, when he got hit with that backslide, and then you see Jay White climbing higher and higher and higher on each on each rope until he gets to the top rope with both his feet for leverage... And then the mat, and then, and then, uh, I think it was Red Shoes. Red Shoes hits three. The crowd let out a audible roar of shock slash disgust slash confusion. And then, like, all in that second when it all came out, keep in mind, like, you know, this is, this is Japan, this is Osaka, and this is New Japan. They clap. That's all they do. That's all they do is clap and stomp. This, they let that out. They were in, they couldn't believe what they fucking saw. And then just as soon as that all came out, like that one second, they all realized, oh my God, we're not supposed to make noise. And then it got quiet again. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. I was like, it was, it was, 
you know what? It reminds me a lot of when Brock beat Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, where just a up uh, except <laughs> except on like two times speed, where it's like the loud, oh my god, it came, and then like the crowd gets silent and shocked, like. You get the, so instead of like it going over the span of, I don't know, what was it, like 15, 20 seconds when that, when that, when it went to silence, it happened in like mm-hmm. two whole seconds. It was shocking. It was like, it was hilarious to listen to. It was like, they were like, whoa, okay, my bad, my bad. That, that's not how they all acted. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, another part about it, Abushi after the, after the three count, he gets up and like he looks like he, he like he's shocked slash he still wants to fight Jay White slash he doesn't know what to do because he's a fucking loser. It was it was, it was hilarious. You have to see the whole like twenty seconds between like the backslide and then like Coda's reaction. He didn't even know what to do with himself. I was like, you fucking loser. You fucking loser. Then he you know? does the run-in in the yeah. main event, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do a little angle, but it ultimately comes down to this press conference where Naito then announces he wants to challenge Kota Ibushi on January 4th. So out of the kindness of his heart, he wants to offer this buffoon a title match. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. They threw a bucket of water or ice on Kota Ibushi going into the damn thing just because they have two matches to do. We saw Jay White and Kota Ibushi stink the fucking dome out this year. I I don't understand how this is any kind of good booking. If any other company under the sun did this, they would be crucified. I don't know about crucified, but we'd be ridiculed, definitely. I don't want to hear shit about Best Booker anymore. I don't know what happened to the dude. Look, look, when they came back from New Japan, where the fuck did Gato go? Because who the fuck is this guy? It feels like we're dealing with the Monstars version or the the, uh, Space Jam version of Gato. Gato's powers were stolen. Rich, gotta remember, Tony Khan has a typhoon generating machine. I think he can snatch souls. (laughs) I think he can also snatch souls. This is all Tony Khan's fault. He went out there and stole, he stole Gato and banished him, his soul to the shadow realm. And I don't know who this macaroni nigga is. You know what a macaroni nigga is, right? An imposter. No. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is horrible. This is a horrible build. Like this is a horrible setup. You, anyone defending this? This is this is ridiculous. It's it's goofy. And the, the, part the, that makes the, it- the the baby face, the baby face who wins the G one, who goes through for the third year in a row, can't hold on to his briefcase, and then by the kindness of the champion's heart, gets the title match anyway. Oh great! The part the part that really <laughs> makes no reward sense. this fucking loser. The worst part about it isn't even the stuff you mentioned, right? The worst part about it really is. That ultimately, Naito versus Ibushi is night one, not two. Well, so that means I think they've got some proof of concept from last year. No, since, no, 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 since no, no, night no. one out outdrew night two. But but ultimately, look, I understand the, the draw thing or whatever else. But like, we're, we're telling stories, so right. The story like goes down from night one, <laughs> right? It goes to Jay White versus Abushi, and it's like, 
bruh, if Abushi wins, we know you're not going to put the fucking belt on Jay White the next night. That'd be fucking stupid. So it's like, alright, like, there's a reason why Naito didn't fight Okada in night one and then fight, uh, who did he fight? Uh, I think it was, uh, Jay White last year, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we, we understand y'all not doing this. So it's like, you did it backwards. Like, you did it right the first time, why would you fuck it up this time around? After you just did it the right the first time a year ago. What a terrible story I don't have a, I don't I don't really have a necessary I, like the part where, you know, he was a G one and loses the briefcase. Like if it sets up to where it was it would have been him versus Jay White again on night one or they split them up and then like you get or you just do Jay White versus Night on night one. Naito sends him packing, then you do whoever, uh, I'm assuming it's gonna be evil, it's gonna be shit, uh, on the other side, you do evil versus Ibushi, and then he beats Ibushi, and then you, if you do a Naito versus Ibushi in night two, I have no problem with them taking the briefcase off him, that's the case, that makes, that's fine, but, once you, you took it off of him and you gave you, him the match anyway, <laughs> yeah, but once you put the top match, once you put the top match in night one, and then this lesser shit that no one's, you know, in night two is like, well, why? You didn't have to do it this way. And I know you didn't have to do it this way, because I saw you do it just last year. Whatever. Um, and then it's They're like, about you to, Also, you got Jay White about to, like, get a main event of the Dome. What will that be like? A bunch of interference. <sighs> a bunch, a bunch of, a bunch of good wrestling, and then you're like, "This match is going well," and then fuck shit happens that you've seen him do in a million other matches. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm quite frankly exhausted. Like, if you are a heel that does like the same five things in every fucking match, like I'm, I'm quite frankly, I'm sick of you, and you need to go the fuck away, or I just need to stop watching you. And either one works for me. I just don't want you on my screen anymore. Look, this, AJ, this does not inspire, um, because at best now. I'm a casual fan of New Japan at this point. Um, I don't have the same level of investment, largely due to a lot of the wrestlers getting older, not being at the level they were a couple years ago, the booking seemingly falling off a cliff, the level of championship matches of the old days, literally being the old days at this point. And quite frankly, I'm not really enthused about many of the new directions not in the sonata not in the jy at that level uh naito clearly falling apart he's not the naito he was in 16 or 17 or 18 um okada and osprey maybe that can be exciting but at the same time it's not like i don't want to see well osprey be a heel a chicken shit heel i, I think he's you know better suited as babyface but apparently you're not allowed to be a babyface top gaijin in new japan um <laughs> so I I don't know man it's, it, I, I don't feel like this inspired like if Wrestle Kingdom is there you know anything they're trying to reach out for uh, the world and right this don't seem like it but maybe that's not their goal anymore I don't know what they're doing um, as far as like okay so um... <laughs> and they're and they've like completely devalue Tanahashi at this point. Yeah, when Tanahashi, like, carried the, that sorry-ass block he was in. Like, 
Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't be doing it, but that's what they that's what they're doing. Like they had in that um on that show, they had the U.S. IWGP briefcase match in um in the G one. Tanahashi worked over Kenta's uh, legs and then eventually slapped on the, the Texas Cloverleaf and got the submission. So he ended up getting this match. They did this match. Kenta, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tanashi never worked over Kenta's legs except for one uh, dragon screw leg whip in the whole match. And then they start battling between Texas Cloverleafs escaping a slap on a, uh, the LaBelle lock slash escaping slap on the Texas Cloverleaf. And then eventually um, the Texas Cloverleaf got, got uh, switched up again to the Yes Lock and he got a submission back. He ended up tapping on Tanahashi. And I was just like watching it and I'm like, okay, so Kenta beat Tanahashi. Um, I think the series is now what? Who won the who won the uh, the G one match last year between those two? Kenta. Okay, so Kenta's up two one in that. He has the briefcase. We don't know when the fuck Moxie is ever coming back. Like I, I made a joke, like he won't be defending that shit until the Ming, or he won't be able to cash that shit until like the Minion twenty twenty one. If we're lucky. Um. So there's that. It seems like we're headed towards on one of these cards, Sonata versus Evil. Um. Best Super Junior is gonna, you know, we'll see what happens with um, Hiromu. Um, I don't even know what challenges they can even whip up for the uh, Dangerous Trekkers, uh, Taichi and Saber. I'm sure they'll come up with somebody, but like somebody like really good, like are they gonna make a random tag team of like Goto and Ishii or some shit? I don't know. They've got World Tag League coming. And those rosters dropped. Um, so we'll see something um, it, in there. I, you know, I the only the only belt I trust in right now in New Japan, well, uh, two belts, the Junior Title and the Never Title, because the Never Title is on like Goto or Ishi or Shingo or Suzuki, and they go out there and they have their. 15 to 19 minute match and they beat the shit out of each other and it's awesome and then they go home like they're Shingo in in uh Suzuki had another fucking banger um I think that's their third one this year um and it's like these dudes especially you know or what well, am I gonna get to it but like these dudes are doing the wrestling that should be happening up the card but they're stuck trying to push the super young evil who's in his mid 30s <laughs> um and like i mean jay white's stuck doing this stupid shit like jay white can wrestle with the, at the level of the other guys at the top of the card in new japan they just put him on this thing to where he has these matches that exasperate you so sometimes they can be the uh, G1 final from uh, last year, or they could be the um, uh, Tokyo Dome this year. Like it all comes down to stakes involved. It's like I know that's that's a lot of wrestling, but it's like I would I would prefer something more, you know, 
consistent. Um, so, yeah, man, like, we'll see. We'll see. Like, and then, like, you know, you mentioned it, Will Ospreay. I, I don't know. I haven't seen him wrestle since he turned heel, so I don't know what that looks like. But, um, you know, I... I have no reason to believe that Okada versus Will Ospreay won't be won't be awesome. I saw them have a four and a quarter match that went in like ten fucking minutes and it and, and it would have fuck finish it uh in the, on the last night of the grant or I'm um, sorry, last night of his block or whatever. Um mm-hmm. so that's not that's not what I like the work isn't the issue with uh Okada. It seems like all the stuff I'm into is far away from the main event scene, like uh, right. <laughs> in this company. Right. Uh, of course Ishii and whatever Shingo's doing and it's goofy. Uh, they're work they're doing this backwards. It's like I mean I look This is not the title run that Naito should have had. Like they, it's almost like they gave him the belt and to say, Yeah, your job is not to be like the awesome you is your job is to get these other people over. Namely Evil and Sonata. And like I can understand wanting to get Sonata over. What I cannot understand is trying to get Evil over. Who gives a fuck? Look I'm Sonata look. look, Sonata make him swoon. Like you can say what you want to about like he he wrestles too mechanically. He's a robot. Blah 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 blah. But like the skills are there, the look is there. He makes him swoon. He dresses like a star. Like there, but evil? No. Nah. Well, I I don't I don't look, I don't know enough about the Japanese fans, but I'm not like gonna assume that like they are some like complete like alien type people that are radically into different stuff than we are but no nah, there's just smart uh, <laughs> so it's like don't none of them think evil suck like i don't like this is what y'all telling me like like this has to be done well you gotta remember uh, they're, a lot, they're a lot more polite than us so they don't think he sucks okay. they just don't think he's at the top of the card they think he's a mid carter which he is he's a mid carter and they're doing this and like so we should probably I start under, with the main i event. understood Look, I understood it when, look, maybe this is just like, look, we push him this long, this is just get, you know, to, this is just get to uh, one big bad hill that one of the baby face has over, overcome in the Tokyo Dome, we beat him, and then whatever the fuck else happens after that. But, like, that still don't mean I have, I have to watch these 27 minutes, 38 minutes, 33 minutes, Sorry ass title matches that he's that he's been in all all this time and like them shit sucked all of them. So the main event of Power Struggle was Tetsuya Naito against Evil. <laughs> I did watch this match. Um, luckily, I was getting off work, so I was kind of in a mood where I I, I didn't need to be something too exciting. It, it just needed to just kind of you know I was I was feeling relaxed. So I was able to just relax and zone in on this match. And it was just like it wasn't really exciting. It wasn't really. They could have. You know, they could have chopped the the ten minute call happened on. I, keep my for the, for the listeners. I watched this on two times speed. That's hilarious. And I was like, once I heard that ten minute call, I was like, why was any of this like aside from him working over his back? I was like, this was this first ten minutes was totally pointless. Stalling, rolling out the ring, brawling around the ringside, doing the weapons. Um, there were there was a portion before Dick Togo got him with the garrote wire, which I was actually kind of getting into a little bit because, like I said, I was able to just kind of let this cook. But that was I the finish. They were headed. The they were, that was the finish. Of the last ten minutes. Yeah, 
So there was like one little portion of this match I like, and then it was just constant bullshit everywhere. There was Dick Togo at the Gorilla Wire. Yujiro Takahashi is doing moves in the middle of the IWGP title match with the pips in the ring. Yeah, uh, Jay White's running out there. Sonata, yes. Sonata runs out and and clears those two out and takes to the back after running wild with with you know drop kicks and no socks uh, and yeah. Drop kicks and then the, the plancha and then he snatches up, uh, Togo in, um, and then you draw and takes to the back. Then there's up, and like, all right, well, now that, you know, they're about to wrestle, the, you know, the, the odds been even. And then Jay White comes the fuck out there. He tees like he's about to hit the sister Abigail on, uh, on evil. It's a joke. He goes to help lay out because he realizes, like, yeah, I'd much rather fight fucking evil than Tessa United. Of course, not a fucking idiot. Like, I, like I want, I want the bigger paycheck. <laughs> so, uh, he go, or I'm sorry, not, I say the bad, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying the easy, like, I want the easier. Want the easy I want the easier evil as opposed to Naito. So then he, um, you know, out comes Ibushi who, like, I don't know, I, you should, you should be go home because you, yeah, well, why are you here, bro? Yeah, like <laughs> he comes out there, he wants some, he wants a piece of Jay White, even though Jay White already gave him a piece and he lost. Uh, so. He runs him out of there, and then, like, Naito, um, after, you know. Oh, Evil after, and Abushi are doing spots together in, right. in the match. Right. So then. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, yeah, like, man. why are all these people here? Right. Two run-ins. You could argue that, like, only one of them was necessary. Yes. So, I understand they're putting them in there so to interweave them in the story. I understand it, guys. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> if you, but the point is, like, if you, if you, if you, have to do that one you don't need the other you don't need two runners you can you can just use one otherwise overkill it makes people roll their fucking eyes anyway um so <sighs> you do once they once those all four or five people that were that ran in the fucking match are gone and just those two there's dick stomping of course and then Naito, after getting his back worked over throughout the whole match, gets his revenge by kicking um, Evil in the ball's back, but he does so by like giving him a like the pop up, like the pop up power or pop up uh, power bomb, like Kevin Owens style. Except it was a pop up dick kick, and it's like, so your back is yep. up. You just li- you just lifted this big motherfucker up in the air and then kicked him in the dick. All right, whatever. Um, it, it, whatever it was just a mess just overbooked mess in you know all over the place new japan does oh. overbook messes but like normally like the overbook messes are like have great wrestling involved mostly in evil and naito i never want to see them wrestle each other ever again if they are please put them in different blocks next year yeah, um, different brackets at all uh, times. No, I don't want to see. I don't even want to see them tag together. I don't they, even want to. Fuck, fuck, I don't even want to see them tag together on Road Two shows. I don't even fucking watch Road Two. I don't even want to hear about it. I don't even want to like go yeah. on a cage match and look through the, the the card for these Road Two shows and even see them in the same bracket wrestling each other. I don't want them ever to touch again. Nah, bro. Like just look, a, just an can, absolute good and disaster of a feud. Can WWE please, please? Um, sign EO's fiance and bring him in, so he, so they, that Gato doesn't feel obligated to book uh, Naito and Evil ever again. Please bring Watanabe to to the Americas, or look, 
Can somebody look? If I hit the lotto, can I break off uh, Watanabe enough bread to where he or evil enough bread to where like he just retires? He just go. He just he just moves here. He just becomes a good house husband. Yeah, you know, just make sure evil yeah, life is great. Lotto. I'm about to play lotto yeah. this day. I'm, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break uh, evil something off. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. All, they, all they love. Have, I'm gonna give for him not to wrestle no more. They it's have centered this promotion essentially on this rivalry for the second half of the year, and. <laughs> I'm just befuddled and baffled. Um, and I'm sure the, the LIJ stands just love this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but you know, and it's the thing that bothers me most about it is like when night tells like, why do they have to lie about this? <laughs> the thing for me is like when night tells not doing this evil shit, he's still awesome. Like he was, he was, what maybe the third best person in the block, in the B block this year, but his matches are caught up with this evil shit. He's like, uh, all right, but um, yeah, man. Like, if he had another, if he had a different challenge to do this with for the past however many months, it they would have been great matches. But it's evil, boy. Imagine if he didn't like evil. Supposedly they're homeboys. Imagine if he didn't, it would have been even worse. <laughs> Remember that theory? Oh, you know, these guys are our best friends. They've known each other since 2003. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Do they wrestle good together? Like, oh, they don't? Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Like, very down. Very down on on this direction. How they got here. What Gato's doing. I'm not seeing it. Maybe this man's miles and miles ahead of me right now, and I'll have to come back on here and apologize. However, you're not going to convince me that the champion granting this this buffoon who lost the briefcase a match out of the kindness of his heart is good. You're not going to convince me of that ever. <laughs> no. I'm with you. Like, there is a promo to get there far as talking about like you know it happened to me last year by the grace of god i you know i got no it didn't spot. you didn't win the briefcase night so <laughs> no, no 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 i'm not talking about i'm not about winning the briefcase. i'm saying like look man i i had opportunity on the last night of the grand or the grand prix the the g1 um for my block and i lost came up short and you know um it really stinks and i look at someone like abushi and blah 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 and i want to you know i want to test myself as the best and even though he you know Came short, came up short. I still think he's amongst the best. And you look at what happened with Jay White; it was constant cheating in that match. So this is what I want to do. You get, I still look. That is still not good storytelling. You should just have Obushi just fucking win, but or better yet, like put him in the second thing or whatever else. But there's a way to at least explain to where you're like, what? Why is why is Naito granting wishes like a genie? Like, so like is Abushi a Make a Wish kid at this point? Like, what 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 the fuck they doing with the IWGB title? Like, boy, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's super weird because like they're clearly like they had that final with Sonata 
for the express purposes of showing you that like Sonata will get there in uh, in like two years, right? I feel like we've been saying that about him for. <laughs> Well, I mean, he, I mean, he beats Naito. He beats Evil, right? He doesn't have a title shot right now. He's clearly he should be the number one contender if we're being real about it. They're clearly setting this up to where like next year he probably wins G one. So that means like twenty twenty uh, uh, Russell Kingdom. He's probably gonna be in the, in the title sh- title match. So it's like you tell that story. So like the story is really like it's Abushi's time. You're on deck, and then. You have him go out there and he fucking loses. <laughs> Bushy loses. Like, so, so wait, so neither one, so we watched, what, what, why did we watch that final? What was, what was the point? For what? It meant, it, it has been nullified. It means nothing two months later or a month later. All right. It's, I mean, no, no big deal. It's only like, you know, the check the, out keeping it strong. So I'm sure they'll explain it in, in a way that, you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure it'll I'm, make this make sense. Yeah, I'm sure it happened. At some, I'm sure it'll be explained because it's something you know. I have that, that we overlooked from some Road to show in Shinjuku face or some shit or Shinkiba <laughs> first ring or wherever the fuck. Yeah, I it took nah, bro. I, I'm with you for most part. Like, I'm not as hard on Naito anymore as much as it's like this is all evil's fault and all and whoever put evil to be put over to this level, like. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I had hopes for this, especially cause I was, in, I was watching the new Japan cup and I thought that the turn on the, on the final was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I think it's the best turn I've seen this year. Um, but nothing. And I mean, nothing that I've seen since that turn makes me think that any, they've done any good. Like, they go out there and they have three star, three and a quarter, thirty minute fucking matches in the main event. Fuck off, nah, don't want to do it. Like, like Naito's worst matches, worst singles matches since we came back from the pandemic, New Japan Cup or whatever else, have all been with Evil. Like, maybe there's a Yano match I'm forgetting or some shit like that, but like, nah, man. Go to matches better. Tanahashi matches better. Kenta matches are better. Even though they're not great, they're better. Saber matches are better. Juice matches are better. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like This man's an anchor. Yes. Hold shit down. Like, if you ever want to know how the Baron Corbin uh, with the top title would have worked out, gleam so you can gleam something from this. Don't fucking yeah. do it. Ever. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what else is on this card that I watched? Uh, went over over the uh, the Kenta Tanahashi thing. I, I don't even know what he's doing at Russell Kingdom. Um, <laughs> you, think he's, you think he's out here? Uh, Tanahashi? Shit. Yeah. You think he's out here? Like, you think they're going to leave him off the card? <laughs> the way they train this man? <laughs> shit. You know. The way they do you know, what, Where's like, ECE? What, what's ECE doing? Goddamn. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, Could I get a Tanahashi Ishii match just just for the system? You know, just, just throw it on there. I have to go to cage match to see. If, I know they've done it. They've before, done it. But I know they had yeah. to have done it before, but I don't remember seeing any of them. No, I bet them shits are awesome. Um, uh, I believe they did one to G one in two thousand seventeen. I believe maybe sixteen. Okay, one of them. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I never watched any uh, 2016 uh, G1. I was still like, yeah. nah, this shit is rusting too dangerous. Now I'm like injected into my veins. Um, <laughs> just don't do head drops. Just like as long as you don't drop people on your head and neck. Like I can watch pretty much anything at this point. Um, I think it's the 2017 G1. Okay. Okay. Um, a block. So yeah, yeah. yeah because um, uh. Seventeen A block. Who won that A block? Naito. Okay, so Okada was in that block too. No, Okada was in the B block. Yeah, with with Omega. That's when Omega. That's the first time Omega beat him, right? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. We're getting too far in the weeds. Um, I don't even know what we were talking about next. Hold on. Would it be NXT? I think. Okay, if my notes would pull up, that would be helpful, but Yeah, NXT, here we go. Alright. <laughs> you don't sound enthused. This show <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. That's what I heard all the finishes on this one. This yeah, yeah. this show had four ma- four good matches on it, including uh two matches that I recommend. Out of those five ma- five matches that are on this card, the first four matches all has shenanigans slash fuck shit in it. Um, we are getting a little late in the show, so I'm not going to go through like this epic uh, move by move thing I have for Ember versus Dakota. Um, but suffice to say, I was impressed by the things that were done in this in this in the the physicality and just the the diversity of offense between both of them like where Dakota Kai says she is um you know the captain of team kick well I don't know what the fuck we call it Amber because Amber's out kicking her ass <laughs> she like it was it was a fun match um but ultimately uh Amber has the match one or seemingly one she goes up the uh ring for the eclipse um and I think it's after, like, went through a commercial break, I think. Yeah, went through a commercial break, came back, so we're like, it's like a 15, 13 minute match. And at the end of it, goes up for the Eclipse. <sighs> Immediately goes up for the Eclipse. Not like I went up and then I had to sell and then go up there. Like, she was up on the top rope, like, within eight seconds. Raquel distracts her for like two seconds and then gets and then all of a sudden Dakota is up after she had just got put on her ass and got her ass with like 30 seconds straight like a foot like a run of offense just a just a video game combo of moves done to her gets up in 10 seconds kicks uh pump kicks her in the face uh and then hits her with her um rope assisted go to sleep thing except she doesn't use a knee she uses a, a pele kick and then wins off of a two second distraction. I was like, wow, this was Ember's second match back or third match back, something like that. But it's like, wow, you had, you really had something. She is your second best, uh, worker in that division, former champion. And you gotta go the heart, you know, gotta go the long way. Go chase. Um, and get me wrong, like there are a lot of people, right. And I'm wrong, like there's a lot of people in line, like um, 
Tony's gonna get there eventually. They're doing Rhea Ripley uh, soon. Um, so I get it, but damn, just don't book the match. Like I love, I look, I like the match a whole hell of a lot. I gave it three and three quarters, but damn, like if that's what you have to, if that's what you're gonna do to her, then don't book the match. <laughs> um, so. So there's that. Um, I did watch Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart. Okay, what you think? <sighs> um, about the match. What do you think about the match? Glad you all specified on that because uh, that could have been anything there. Oh, um, yeah. I was, I hated the fact that Shazi Blackheart was staring at a video screen for, for much of it at the end in, in this little tank, you know, and she got distracted multiple times by this video. You're, um, you're, hold on. You're forgetting one thing. They did a double count out spot. Shotzi gets in at like eight doesn't go back out at all. The ref at like eight just stops his count and then a video goes up on the trunk on the uh on the their version of the Terra Dome. It wasn't like, you know, the it happened and then like the ref got distracted by the video that everybody else is watching. Like that makes sense, but like she got in, stopped counting Time goes by, time goes by, time goes by. Hey, bro, what happened to that count you had? You was up on eight. Tony's still in his ring. And then the shit happened. Um, I thought Shotzi was, like, very sloppy in the beginning of this match. Yes, she was. She um, almost killed herself trying to do a um, springboard dive into the ring. Yeah, I, I'm going to guess that's a regular occurrence because every time I've seen Shotzi, like, I remember, remember the um, – I think the first time I saw her on NXT, she did that joint where she was uh, in the outside moonsault position, but instead of doing the outside moonsault to the outside of the ring, she just jumped and then jumped straight backwards, but like she overshot her opponent and landed on her damn neck. I, I imagine that was against, I believe that was against Dakota, and yes, it was almost yes. like a magnet was in her, was her head and like the floor was, was still. Yeah. 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 Um, so. I mean, that's what she want to do to try to get over. I mean, you know, do your best, but, uh, yeah. She had been, um, she had been on a better role lately. Uh, like her match with EO in particular was one where it's like, and, um, she also tagged with, uh, who did she tag with? She tagged with somebody. I think it was Rhea. Um, and like the last like month, month and a half, like she had kind of cleaned up some things, but you know, it was still like, okay, this is getting better. And then, like, this word is ugly head is like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. It was okay. It was, it was nothing to really write home about. Right. Um, it's a simple four, three flat star deal. Um, but, yeah. The, the main thing is. He's finishes, though, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Candace comes out. Or, sorry, Candace has the truck. The main thing really is like, she, or, Shasi comes out. Freaks out on Tony Storm about where the fuck is my 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 toy tank that I ride down to the ring. Tony's like, I don't know where your fucking tank is. Yeah. She's mad, thinks she's done it. They fight. Then you flash forward to where we are. Candace shows up on the screen. She has a tank. She says she'll look out for it. The big 
truck that we're not supposed to remember is the same exact truck that like supposed to be Damien Priest's uh pulls up the Hummer and um the person that is probably going to end up being uh Andy Hartwell who's in a uh scream or ghost face mask from from the scream movie gets out gets in the back seat um and then Candace runs the shit over and then during the match commentary put over that the tank was some type of gift or makes her some type of gift or something to do with I think a, either a brother or a cousin who's overseas in the military right yeah but that's the first time they put it over this week but they did put it over Brian Alvarez like didn't hear that at all and was like why is she losing her mind but she 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 OD'd it she definitely OD'd it but yeah <laughs> that was put over. I, say, I wish I cared about uh, there are a few things I care about as much as uh, Shazi cares about that tank yeah that's an inanimate object object, not a person like she acted like she saw Ricky get shot <laughs> um, but yeah and not Starks <laughs> yeah 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 like it, it yeah so anyway <laughs> but yeah that, that happened so she's freaking the fuck out Tony you know I guess you know was like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. This is so traumatic for her. She tried to reach out to try to console her, and like, Shotzi wasn't even Shotzi wasn't even having it. And it was like, okay, so like that's how they squash a beef between these two baby faces. So like, you know, I understand what this means to her that she seeing how she freaked the fuck out. Uh, she's out here tweaking. So um, that happened. Uh, other match that happened. They, they did Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. Hold on, man. Let me get. Let me look through these notes. Did it I, on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They get a double jobber entrance. Grimes got no music. They start with some mat wrestling. Uh, where like she just goes to work on his arm. Uh, cause she ends up going for a tilt the world uh hoverboard lock. Grimes catches him and stops him midway in lawn dart position. Then like next one top rope. Uh. So, like, you watch this match, and they're just, like, hitting these crazy counters and reversing each other. Like, they wrestled each other on NXT before. They they had a short little TV program that got cut short for, I forgot the reason, but, like, it got scrapped after they had, like, two matches. So, but, like, they're wrestling, mm-hmm. like, this is the third match in a series with all the counters they're doing. But, like, commentary doesn't pick up on this because, like, it, the only person that's still left over from when they were wrestling a year ago was Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's awesome. Like they're just great countering uh, stuff. Like anyway, I forgot to mention this part. They did a they did an inf- uh, a promo or interview with Grimes after coming and asking him like, how is he now that he's out of the house of horrors match or whatever else from last week. And he's acting shook and scared of his own shadow and then there was a ref that was a zombie in the House of Horrors last week. That ref showed yeah. up not a zombie anymore and backstage, and it freaked him the fuck out. So this match, so flash forward to this match happening. They get towards the end, because she's worked over his arm. He's dead to rights. He escapes, but he escapes by uh, throwing Kashid into the corner where the ref is. The ref gets put into the corner for a ref bump. Then the ref gets hit again and he bumps out of the ring. Uh, 
So, Kashida slaps on the hoverboard lock. Grimes taps profusely. She's looking around. Where the fuck is the ref? Alright, he's not here. Then, uh, Grimes uh, gets back up. They pass each other twice on the ropes, and they end up uh, doing uh, Grimes' is, uh, like running Spanish fly thing for a near fall. Ref's still out. He's looking around. Where the fuck is the ref? All of a sudden, his 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 face. He's facing the ramp. All of a sudden, they're zooming in on on Grimes. His eyes bug the fuck out. It's the zombie ref. That's not a zombie right now. Walking down, he comes to the ring. Grimes runs. He doesn't run away from, or he runs away from the, this ref. But he doesn't run out the ring. He runs in circles inside the ring. Kashida jumps up. Uh, puts, puts the hooks on, puts, slaps him in a Kimura. He's fighting the Kimura that he just, like, tapped out too profusely a second ago, right? And he doesn't tap out until he looks up and sees the zombie ref and then taps out like crazy because he wants to get the fuck away from this zombie. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. They had a good-ass short match that, you know... They probably shouldn't have done if that's what they're going to do with Grimes. And like, I understand Grimes is a mid card dude or whatever else, and so he can and he does comedy. And he does it very well. But like, you watch WWE enough, you're just like, is this Ignore the Nor leads? Is this the you know Dean Ambrose talking about people with comedic timing? And then next thing you know, you're 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 going, you're the world champion with a fucking big fuzzy hat on at the casino, or you're looking like a rodeo clown. <laughs> yeah, or you're you know. Or your Kevin Owens getting, you know, coming out the porta potty has got tipped over, right? Like that's what you're concerned with. But Grimes is like they don't really go that hard with the with the geeks geekdom stuff with um someone on his level in NXT. But NXT ain't like the previous NXT of 2019, right? Like during the pandemic, it, they're doing goofy shit. They've been hot shotting. I'm concerned that like Grimes is going to be this this goof, especially because like this is what he's been doing the past two weeks is all this goofy, scared coward shit. And it's like I'm, I don't I, I'm I'm concerned that is this is this is like the line where I'm like my antennas are up for this shit with him now. Like, well, I mean, when he was feuding over a hat before, that did that should have sounded uh, some alarms. <laughs> That's true, but I'm talking about he's a mid-card geek, or not a mid-card geek, but uh, he's a mid-card heel that you can make fun of or whatever else, so, like, there is some character, there's going to be cowardice involved, but, like, it don't, it needs to be doled out over time, like, he's, it's not, like, every fucking week, and, like, when it's back-to-back weeks like this, then it's like, okay, like, like, when, it, you know, like, what's next? What's next? Um, yeah, and then uh, you remember, like, oh, yeah, like, there's, there's a guy on the show that pissed himself once during the Survivor Series. So, True. So um, it could always be worse. Yeah. I, my point is like, stop it now. Don't let it get to this point. Don't let it get to that point. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, cut it off now. Cut it off now. Uh, oh boy, I, I can imagine Cameron Grimes on Monday Night Raw. What he be doing? Jesus Christ. Um. Here we go. We sorry we're jumping over the place, but I, I'm trying to cut down my notes. I was a long ass notes, but. Um, 
Damn, I lost no. Okay. Rich, stop me if you heard, if you ever heard of this match before. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane versus Ever Rise. Um, I feel like I've heard this before, at least once. It's like the third time they've wrestled in like the last like four or five weeks. Hey, a rivalry, you know, WWE Universe mode and 2K fight every week. Killian Dane starts the match. He dominates. Then he tags in Grant or not Grimes, but uh, Dane. Not, Dane tags Maverick. in Maverick. He then proceeds to do the Tam Nakano in uh, Riso Shiki spot with tag team partners. I lift you up and I body slam you on my opponent. Frenemies, get it? Anyway, uh, I'm not. I'm not going through the whole match. Basically, it goes. They get Drake Maverick in. They get the heat on him forever. Then all of a sudden, they cut to a split screen. Like uh, Shane McMahon's about to tell us that he had just purchased WCW uh, right from underneath uh, Vince McMahon. It's the it's the parking lot of the PC. A truck pulls up, and let me see if let me sure I get this right. Yes. We get a split screen of the MCWO pulling up in a white SUV. The McAfee World Order. Anyway, um, McAfee takes the camera off the camera guy's shoulder. Burst starts stunning uh, with the tag belt around his waist. And I had to rewind this just to make sure, but this absolutely happened. It wasn't that he got out, Burt got out, put the belt on, and then stunned with the belt. He had the belt on inside of the SUV, Rich. Just so, run around with the belt on, like Rasheed Wallace, huh? I guess so. Um, Lorcan looks so happy they, they have his tag belt. I didn't even know these dudes even smiled. Uh, Dunn is there, stone face, scowling, looking like some stank. Um, they end, end up entering the PC. They hit the ring. They beat up all four of them dudes. They beat the brakes off them. And then... McAfee cut another awesome promo. He said, we are men of class. Unlike those bums undisputed era, we respect what they've done. I I will always pop for someone calling someone a bum. Yes. I don't know if he said bum, but he's basically, I think he called him scum actually, but whatever it rhymes. So close enough. He's so, he then proceeds, uh, he has, you know, how they sell those, uh, merchandise of like people's NXT, their flags, how they have like, you know. Yeah. Alright, so they have, he has an undisputed flag. He said, we're going to raise this into the arena like as a banner, right? To pay homage to these great men of NXT's past. Uh, he, po- he points out, we, while we're talking about the past, let's talk about a history lesson. He points out all the stuff we talked about last week about like, Pete doesn't hate these fucking guys. Uh, Roger Stone turned on him in the middle of a match. He's hated him ever since. And these idiots thought that, and this idiot Kyle O'Reilly thought that he was going to help him. No, he buried that chair in that man's back. Um, Pete Dunn gets on the mic. He says, I ain't forget. I'm, I want all of y'all ahead, basically. I, I can't, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't write this down. Um, hands the mic. He's, and he's basically talking about like the history of these dudes about that. They came into the company and they beat the fuck out of uh, McIntyre, and they were a nuisance, and they and they just cheated everywhere they went. 
and uh, he, they talked about the push that they got. They're not great guys. They got a push. And I was like, oh, God, why the fuck would you say this? It Whatever. is. So that's the only thing he said that I was like, maybe remind. Everything else is awesome. So then talked about how, like, this push overshadowed guys like Burke and, and Oni. And then they go to Mike and they talk about how we had to live underneath their shadows. We, uh, we, we had to toil away while these dudes were on top. But we were always as good as them. And now we had these belts to prove it. And you want some more? We'll give you some more. So then McAfee gets the, gets, gets it back and he's like, look, look at Adam Cole. He, fl- he did all he did, uh, when we were, had our match, whatever else. No class whatsoever. But unlike you, I'm, I'm a bigger man. So I'm gonna pay respect where respect is due. Your time is up. He didn't hey, say my time is now. Bigger man. You stupid. <laughs> so. Then he gets the mic, or he gets the, the banner. He's like, "So we're gonna put this up in honor of you guys." So they pull down this thing. Looks like a you know one of those banner things for championship banner. Then you go attach attach the flag, and all of a sudden, McAfee goes, "Hey man, I, I, you know what? I'm so, so how rude of me. We didn't. This this we are not a dictatorship like Dunspeed Arrow, Adam Cole, the egomaniac he is. This is a democracy." Right, like this is the great. He said this is the greatest four man faction in the history of pro wrestling. I fucking how. <laughs> so, so he is saying like, look, yay or nay. If you guys, if you want us to hang this banner, say I. Actually, nobody says anything. If you want, if you want us to burn this flag, say I three eyes, they get a trash can, they put the flag in there, Dunn gets the, the lighter fluid, match, throws it, or not the match, but the, the lighter, throws it into the can, fire that hoe up. So, then they go to leave, and then as they go to leave, and they're outside in the PC now, they're going to drive away, Killian Dane tries to attack them, right? Pete Dunn beats him down, the uh, front door is open. Uh, the driver's side door is open. He puts him and hangs him um, by the opening of the door. He gets behind the door and he fucking kicks the door right into his face. And the the look that keep in mind, like Pete Dunn is looking, doing up the, like the scary, like I'm crazy. You don't understand how crazy I am. Like he's the killer of this group, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. Dunn, Lorkin, and Birch are all like, yo, this, he took this to another level. This shouldn't have gone. Like, he's crazy. So, McAfee was like, yo, I wasn't expecting that, but I love what you're doing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so, they move his body out the way, and they, and they the, the camera pans to them leaving, and as they pan back down, you just see, like, it's fake blood, but, like, Tons of fake blood around uh, Dunn's face, or not Dunn, but Dane's face, where he just got, you know, effectively curve stomped. It was like, I love this faction all of a sudden. Like, I can't believe that I'm a fan of McAfee X. I can't, but. (laughs) That undisputed era flag is burning up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, like. This was another great promo. Like the and McAfee it was, Elite. Dude, McAfee. McAfee's a killer promo. He's a killer promo. Like, like obviously, you know, on that same day, um, on that same night, 
it had uh, it was the second best promo of the night on both shows because obviously none of us touching that fucking oh yeah um, um, that all time classic yeah. segment. None's touching what they did with Moxley and um and Kingston when they're like you know that you know theater of the mind thing they did, but this like this was one of the best promos of the year. Um, and McAfee now has two of them, and like you know keep giving that dude the mic. Um, in fact, like the less he wrestles, the better. Like I understand what they did when they put them those three ringers around him, but just let's just let him go. Like, like this is going to be an awesome um like build so far. Like so far, it's been awesome. Like that new group, I forgot what they call themselves, but like you know, the, you know what those three bring to the table. And McAfee's an incredible promo. Um, yeah, man. Like I did not know. This was coming. Then my expectations were very low for McAfee, um, especially after that match because it was all smoke and mirrors. But he can have all the smoke and mirrors he wants if he can talk like that. Because Jesus Christ, um, yeah. But uh, the main event, uh, I'm going to skip through it. Like they did some things with Johnny Gargano and the and the Scream Killer or whatever else, but it doesn't matter. It was a, just a simple promo. But main event, Tommaso Ciampa versus Velveteen Dream, the only clean finish on the show. This match, I don't think I've liked a one-sided match this much since Kyrie and Asuka came back to Full Sail and they beat the shit out of Tegan and Dakota for like 15 minutes of a 17-minute match. Ciampa beat his ass, Rich. <laughs> like, this might have been like an 85-15 match. Um... Nice. He he just wore his ass out. The um, the finish comes where uh, Dream gets the, gets free. Dream, by the way, is dressed like an NBO or, M, or NBO, a, a NWO B teamer. He has a leather can- backwards kangle on. He has a black sh- uh, sh- um, Velveteen Dream shirt that says. OVA for OVA um, and it's in purple in the NWA or NWA the NWO uh, logo and then like the shirt is tight it's tucked inside some tight black pants and he has on like black boots he is dressed like 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 Virgil or some shit or like Buff Bagwell like in the NWO like he's dressed like that anyway so he ends up uh, the finish comes where he throws it. He gets separation. He has Chompa down. He goes out to the floor underneath the ring and grabs a chair and throws it in. Keep in mind, he still has the cast on his hand from when um, Kushida broke it. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's using. He throws a chair in the ring so the ref gets it out so he can distract the ref's back his turn. He goes to the top turnbuckle because he wants to give the axe handle smash um, on the Chompa's head. Chompa. Jumps up, gives him that fucking running knee strike, V trigger deal, like catching finisher. He roll, he drags his carcass up to the middle rope, gives him the DDT um, that he used, to, you know the whatever the fuck he calls it. Johnny uses it as well that DDT through the ropes. Yeah, and then he hits him with the uh, with the Christopher Daniels uh, angel wings and pins him. He squashed this dude for like. 12 minutes. It was awesome. Like, it was a good match, but, like, 
it was a good match. Like, no, don't get it wrong. Like, I gave it three and a half, but like, this was like, he beat the shit out of Velveteen Dream, and it was like, this is so fun to watch. Like, hey, it, the it, crowd cheered him the it, whole it, time, too. He's a it, baby it, face again, Rich, after murdering I was gonna ask, was like two months ago. I was going to ask, is Tom Chompa a baby face again? He's a baby face again after, after when he came back and murdered Atlas, and it's because they put him in a Velveteen Dream, and ain't nobody cheering Vel- Velveteen Dream. You a baby face this week. Nah, he's a baby face, period. Like, he hasn't done anything hillish except for when he came back and murdered Atlas, uh, like two months ago. Fun time. Or a month and a half ago. I can't remember what, how long it was. But yeah, he's, I, I'm with you. They, they've been wishy washy with him. Like, had they not had him murder Atlas, then he would have still been a baby face he was, like, ever since he came back from the neck. So it made really no sense, but whatever. Um, he was awesome. Uh, to uh, that night, and also like with that cast on uh Velveteen's hands, like he he gave uh um Champa a black eye, and he was cut up and bruised up from getting hit with that thing on accident too throughout that match, and he still worked like a pro. Like, um, like hopefully this meant like you know no more Velveteen Dream. He's going away forever. Like send him to the same place where like Austin Three retired to. After he retired last week or two weeks ago, <laughs> sent his ass away. Banish both of them. Don't don't let them ever come back. Look, put them in the OVW. Look, send them both back to OVW in the, in the trunk. In the box. Yeah, in the yeah. box. Right, you rich. <laughs> All right. Uh, only thing left is stardom. Well, in that case, James, hit the music. Okay, so it's been a minute. I don't think we've done any stardom talk since like the beginning of October, I think. So yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of stuff to cover. Um I'll be short with it. Um it's been Tag League. Tag League has been mediocre like it was last year. It's been a little bit better than last year, but like it's still just not the same level as the normal stuff. Um and in between time but in between that uh, they had the Corkin Hall that had the um, Mayu and Takumi red belt match um, on the undercard of that. Did I send you? What did I send you to watch? I can't remember. Um, so there was a tag match with um, a new girl, uh, Mima. Mina Shirakawa. Okay. okay. Yeah. And All right. Tam. Okay. So um, just to give you an update on that. Mina showed up on that big uh, Yokohama show on 10 um, October 3rd. Uh, the next night, she wrestled a singles match with Tam. Tam beat her. Um, Tam was talking about... <laughs> was talking about, like, she wants to see up and close uh, about the about this H-Cup uh, bikini model that wrestles. Um, she beat her ass, and then she said, "Hey, you're hey, I, I like you. You should come tag with me in the tag league." And they're like, "Okay." And ever since then, when they do their promos together, um, Tam 
cannot stop staring at this woman's chest. Or she starts jostling them things around. Yes, and, and not, not like the Natalia Nyhart, Jenny Nyhart no. chops. Like she's like bouncing them in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said bouncing made me think of the, uh, that Pharrell song with Rihanna bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing. And it's just ridiculous. Like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, because like, I, I saw her do it. For I was like, hold on, did I just see? It? And then she well, did you, it again, dude. That's the same exact thought. That's why I didn't say nothing to you. I was like, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you see it. And I'm no. I know you're gonna tell me about it. But yeah, bro, I'm, that's been happening the whole time. Just she be touching them things. Um, and it, <laughs> do you remember? Okay, so Rich, you're a Lakers fan. Um, you remember one Lonzo Ball? Yeah. Lonzo Ball had... BBB. A, yeah, the Triple Bs. Well, this team may as well be called the Triple Ts. Tam touches things. Oh, anyway, my God. So, like, Mina, she's all right. Tam is... The, she's basically there to... The look. Yeah. She, well, she's also um new. Like, she, she has, like, less than... She has, like, a year and a half of experience. And she was wrestling, like... I thought she was pretty good. This was one of her better matches. Like, she's one of her better matches. Like, last two shows, she's been better than she has been before. Like, she's improving, if you will. Like, uh, so, anyway, um, who, who were they wrestling? Was it Micah and Julia? Uh, yes, Micah and Julia. Yeah. Micah and Julia, they, they did their promo. They talk about how, like, oh, yeah, like, we, you know, um, Tam, I haven't wrestled Tam in, like, a month. And then, like, Micah makes face, like, Y'all haven't wrestled in a month? Like, all y'all been doing is warm each other for, like, the last all summer and fall. So, um, you know, you see the tension at the beginning of the match between them as far as, like, you know, they're like, we're in this ring eventually at some point. We're going to throw the fuck down. Um, Doesn't happen yet. They started out with, I believe it was Julia and and, um, Mike, Julia and Tam, uh, Julia, no, Julia and um, Mina. They get the heat on Mina. They beat the shit out of her. Tam finally gets in. And then eventually it's Tam and Julia. And they just start beating the shit out of each other, of course. Um, it's for a double down. And then... At a certain point... I can't remember what happened, but... Uh, Mike, or Mina gets back in. And then um, Tam hits her... Uh, I think they call it the Glorious Buster... Like the move you like the uh, the power the, like the Falcon Arrow looking yes. power driver that she does, yeah yes. the sit out thing. She ends up hitting her with that. Tam like you know picks her friend up off the ground and um, moves on. Like it's weird because in this tournament it is like it's two blocks like a, a Grand Prix or G one, but they don't wrestle people in their same block. They're wrestling people in the opposite block. So I still don't know like. And it hasn't been explained on Twitter, at least that I'm aware of, like, what are the tiebreaker scenarios? Like, the, obviously the tiebreaker scenario is we're not going to book it to where anything ends up in a tie, but you kind of want to play the game, but I don't know. Um, but Julia and um, Micah are two in one, so they have six points. There's only, uh, they, the final was on yesterday. Uh, the final show for the, for this was yesterday. Um, but the shows aren't up yet. Like the the they had two shows this weekend. Um, the Saturday show just got up 
just recently, like in the last couple hours. So mm-hmm. I'll end up checking that out. We'll end up giving you updates on that next week. But that was that was the first match. What do you think of this match? Uh, I I liked it. I thought I thought uh, Mina like you're telling me she didn't have much experience. Uh, I thought she looked good here. Um, Julia, of course, impressed me. Stands out. Uh, Micah, she um had some cool power moves and uh some good facial expressions that she would put in where she would do a move and then look around like did you guys like that like (laughs) 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 um but yeah uh julia's like i love julia okay one Uh, of the guys that love 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 julia (laughs) like it's funny like you know we were talking about it beginning of the year as far as some people were so upset about the julia shit and it's like all right well like She's a top, or I, I wouldn't say in far as, as far as talent, but given push, given you know, match. Uh, she got it. She got the charisma. Like she's got like the, the look. Like she got like this look in her face. Like she's dead serious. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's she's better now than she was when she first got to start them a year ago. But it's like I I think that you know. A lot of people owe her apologies because they were acting like she they were acting like she was trash and no, no. Like, do I think she's like is a you know an elite level worker in stardom? No, but like I think she's on the next level below, um, which which is a very good fucking wrestler in stardom or in in anywhere. Um, so what we was had the, the other match: uh, Mayu Watani and Starlight Kid against oh Shuri God. and Nat Supoi. Nat Supoi. Uh, this- yeah, this was uh this is the best match I think that she sent me. Um that I liked. Uh this one it was lightning fast from the bell. Lots of moves, lots of near falls. Um and I thought it was like, you know, physical and at yeah. the same time like it, it was everything we want. I think I gave this 4. That's exactly what I gave it to. Um yeah, it was a uh... Okay, so this is in the aftermath of, um, of the of that Yokohama show. Like, Mina debuted, but the big reveal was who was going to be the fifth member of Donna Del Mondo, and it ended up being Natsupoi. Natsupoi is Natsumi Maki, who was in Tokyo Joshi Pro, formerly of all um, Act Rest Girls. Um, so when she came into stardom like she's a girl I was telling you about like Donna Mano is a thug section and they're gonna bring in this this happy smiley girl who has a baton and twirl and flips and stuff or whatever else like, I don't really know how this is gonna work and what they've basically done is just basically have her just like tone that down and just like you're just gonna be the high speed wrestler for Donna Nomando. So like they've already set up like the course for like her versus Azumi for the high speed title. That's already it's already in play. Like they had a mm-hmm. uh, match on their last show on the undercard and it was a five way and like they like they were out they weren't involved in the finish but like after the match like they were grabbing each other by the hair and shit and like and it's on like eventually so um but anyway in this match particular like it is also playing off of um the main event red belt match for that show which was Shuri versus Mayu where like they had a damn just a incredible brawl or not brawl, but incredible like display of selling and ass kicking. And it was awesome. But, uh, so 
they've been put in the ring a few times since then, and every time it's like you still you still see that tension of like what happened in that in that match, and like when they get in the ring, like they're great together. Like, quite frankly, I think that Shuri's the second best wrestler in Stardom now. Like, it, you know, between Jungle and Momo, once Kagetsu retired, it was them. I think Shuri is better than both of them. In like Shuri and the way she sells for everybody, like whether she, whether it's like Lil Saya or it's Starlight Kid, like she's so giving in a way. Like I don't think like Shuri and Kiesu are similar. I think that Shuri is uh more serious, obviously. But as far as like just being giving to people that have no business being like, she doesn't have to sell for uh Starlight Kid. If she doesn't want to, but she does. She doesn't sell for for a pin eater, but she she will. She doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And like I, I just think her and Mayu do great stuff. I think her and uh Starlight Kid, whenever they've wrestled um in tags or even in the um even like in a singles match earlier in a couple months ago, like she, they're great together. And you saw that on display in this match. Like they just I have tied my uh my, my flag to Shuri uh slowly over Sorry. time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, do we do we have any sign of her and Momo meeting anytime soon in in this tag league? Um, I think they're in the same bro- in the same block, so they don't wrestle. So they don't wrestle each other. Great. Yeah. Rossi Ro- stealing from me. Well, you know they had to match, and then you know that weekend her mom died, so she had to cancel. Um, but I think they'll get back to it. Got keep in mind, like one thing about this is. Um, they have shows to do. Like next week is a Cork and Hall. Um, the twenty, uh, sorry, the fifteenth. I'm sorry, no. I think like the fourteenth is a Cork and Hall, and the fifteenth is the is a big show in Sendai. So it'll be similar to that Yokohama show from um from the from the third of October, and then like they also have more Quirk and Hall shows, and then, like, the 20th of December, they have a gigantic show uh, to do, and then also the year in Climax. Like, I'm almost, you're almost assured they're going to have, they're going to have a match and make up for the fact they didn't do it, and, um, I can't remember what show it was, but, yeah, I remember what show it was. It was, like, the first Quirk and Hall after, um, from, like, basically like the mid-October Quirk and Hall show, yeah. There was a Oedo tie versus Queen's Quest. Like I think it was a four, per, I think it was eight person tag or six person tag. It was great. Um, they had B and Konami, and I, th- I think either um, Nasco versus Shuri and Hameka and Micah. I think and like it went to a draw, and like B was like, "You suck, you suck, you suck," and Shuri, you definitely suck. And she's in Japanese. Shuri, Shuri fucking blew her stack and chased after her and chased her out out to Cork and ran her out to Rucker Rich. So, um, recently, uh, Shuri, uh, at the very last Cork and Hall, she announced that she is going to be in starting full time, like starting November 1st. And she said that, like, at this, um, show coming up, um, at Sendai, I want B for the SWA title. So, like, that match is going to be great. Like, yeah. They have, like, they have good chemistry in tags. So, you know, so. She I, wants some of the 2019 One Nation Radio Stardom Wrestler of the Year. Apparently so. Um, She's trying to win that lineal championship. 
It's stupid. So, uh, in, as far as the tag league goes, um, Hamek, or sorry, uh, Shuri is tagging with Hameka. Um, Nasty Poi's not in it. They just put, you know, as far as members, they put Micah with Julia and they put, uh, Shuri with Hameka. And, like, Shuri and Hameka, they lost one match. They just recently lost one match, but, like, they have been wrecking shop. Um, so, what was the third match I had uh, sent to you? Julia and Hameka. Julia versus Hameka in the white belt match. So, I think I sent you what the build was, and I was like, tell me this build is not better that they just pulled out of their ass than the Young Bucks in, in FTR. This is, this is like, right as they, like, wait a second, like... In it or in it or, or out of it, like uh, when they were doing the 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 stupid stuff, they were not stupid, but like not good stuff. Um, anyway, like the story was the Grand Prix, Hameka pinned Julia and with a running power bomb, her big finish. Uh, in real life, that power bomb sent. Julia to the hospital because her head bounced off of the off the off the uh, mat, so mm-hmm. with a concussion. So she tells her, um, "Hey, I beat you in the Grand Prix. You're the white belt champion. I want a title shot." And um, they agreed to it. So Hameka <laughs> cuts a promo saying, "Like, hey, I." Julia, I'm going to take this belt for you. It wasn't face to face. It was like she was cutting a promo into a camera and says, yeah. in a hallway and says, Julia, I'm going to take that belt for you. And I know last time uh, we wrestled, I put you in the hospital with, with that power bomb. I'm going to do it again. All of a sudden, apparently Julia heard that shit from up from, you know, a few feet away, ran up and they start brawling and scrapping in a, in a hallway. So that's the end yeah, of that. that Right, like you gonna put me in the hospital? Fuck you! Like we're in the same faction, you asshole. So, um, then at the contract signing, um, they tell us that like that date of the Corgan Hall show on the 29th of October is Julia's third anniversary as a professional wrestler. So they sign the contract. Rossi gets up and walks away. And then um, they start talking. He's like, yeah, you know, um, it's it's your third anniversary. So, you know, I can't give you, you know, a gift there or a gift there because we're going to be wrestling. So I'll give you your gift now. So she gets comes, goes off camera, comes back with a with a small, like small cake. Mm-hmm. It's like, happy anniversary, uh, Julia. Here, hold it. Hold it. Man, she smashes that, uh, Hameka smashes that kick into Julia's fucking face, and Julia's like, she doesn't know how to respond, and then, like, Hameka runs off, and then she gets hot, and she runs off camera after her. Um, so that's the feud. Just, like, simple. I beat you in the tournament. You're the champion. I'm gonna hit you with this move that I, that I, you know, put you in the hospital with to, to win it. So, even though Julie's a faction leader and she's the underling or whatever else. So they have this match. And for me, this match reminded me of the first match I ever saw Julia against, um, in ice ribbon. Um, as far as it was a title match and it was went along and then like it built over time. Like it starts off slow. And then like 
once Julia starts brawling, which is her always her strong suit, I don't give a damn mm-hmm. how much better she ever gets at technical wrestling and trying to grapple <laughs> and doing all the mat stuff she does, whatever else. She will always be at her best when she's brawling. So they um, anyway in this match, like Julia just just puts her on the ground over and over and over. Keep in mind, like for those that don't aren't you know familiar with starting like or familiar with these two julia's like five five hameka's like five eight and big like she is the giant of this division or five nine maybe uh, and she's a giant of this division and she, and julia is just wrecking her with technical wrestling <laughs> it's like i don't like uh, i i get it but i would like to see i only person i want to see like getting like wrecking hameka is like tommy because it's like she's who Tommy's like big and strong. It makes sense. But mm-hmm. Julia's like just having her way with her until she finally gets free. And then like they start brawling. And then it's, that's what for me is when the match picks up. They start brawling back and forth, back and forth. Um, she finally has uh, Julia on the rope. She goes to give her the power bomb. She tries to her come out of it. Doesn't work. Gets her up, gives a power bomb, kicks it, um, kicks out. Um, and then from there, uh, I can't remember the finish of it because you watched it. I watched it weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. Like what, what, what was the finish or a week ago? What was the yeah, finish? Bro, I, I don't even remember. Um, uh, like I said, this one was a little bit hard for me to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hard to pay attention to this one. I don't even remember. Yeah. But ultimately, uh, Julie ends up putting her away after taking her big move in, in a match where she got mostly, mostly got her ass kicked. Like, Julia, or Hameka's like just overcame with emotion and she starts crying because like one, that's like the biggest match of her career and two, like she taught all that cash shit to her fashion leader and then her fashion leader just like beat her ass like you got, like there are levels to this and you aren't even on mine like you beat me on an <laughs> off day like <laughs> and, and, and you know um, also with that, we talk about how big Hameka is, uh, as far as being the giant, like, Julia, like, after beating her and just embarrassing her in a way, um, like, pokes fun, of, pokes fun of her weight by saying, like, oh, you lost some weight, ha And then, um, just being cruel to her after, like, you know, after she was talking all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, they do the sign-off, and then, um, at the end of it, Julia walks over to her and is like, like, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, we still cool or whatever else. And then hugs her. And, like, you just see the tears falling out of Hameka's eyes. And you're like, damn. Like, she she really embarrassed this woman. Like, that was a humbling. That was a real humbling. Um, So, uh, what was the other match I, I ended up uh, sending you? So, we got Mayu and Starlight Kid against Shuri oh and Hameka. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, same, same stuff. Like you see the tension from, um, between my, uh, Mayu and, and Shuri, uh, also involved in as in the Grand Prix Starlight Kid and Hameka and Mayu all in the same block. So there was a Starlight Kid Hameka match and it is exactly what you think it is. It is it is fly versus versus uh swatter. It is hammer versus nail. It is mouse versus uh cat. Um and it, that was a good match. But uh you know, they're let me talk about like they've been trying to level up Starlight Kid, like she's having better matches. Um she was already good, but now she's like damn good. Um See, now eighteen so- year old Starlight Kid. <laughs> The five-year yeah. veteran, yes, Star- yes. Starlight Kid. Yeah, yeah, five years is biz. So, 
Um, match ends up starting out with Starlight Kid versus Shuri. Um, and they do the stuff I've seen them do, like, as far as, like, uh, you know, help, you know, girl flips around, r- around this murderer. Um, uh, I believe they end up getting the Hameka and they get the heat on, uh, Starlight Kid. And then it's building up towards getting Mayu in the ring. It is, it's Mayu versus, uh, Shuri. And they have another one where they beat the shot of each other. Um, there's a bunch of stuff, but ultimately, like, there's there, the baby faces are working on this spot to where all tournament long, all tournament long, they've been trying to get this spot in their mind. I think it's like the same spot that Kagetsu and Mayu did in like uh, Kagetsu's last big match in stardom, where my where basically Mayu is seated on the top rope, and then the Starlight Kid climbs with the help of uh, Mayu's arms, climbs on her shoulders, and then dives off for either a crossbody or a drop kick or, or whatever else, depending on who they're do- going with. But they keep try- during this tournament, they keep trying to do it, and it keeps getting cut off. So they get cut off in this match, and then they end up getting Hameka out there, um, isolated, and they do they finally pull out the spot where Gets on, gets on Mayu, or Skylight Kid gets on Mayu's shoulders. Mayu stands up on the second rope, and she hits this, this, this crossbody on Hameka, and it looked like, it is awesome. Um, and then at the end, you end up getting Starlight Kid versus Hameka, and Hameka's having her way with her, and is about to finish her, uh, with her running power bomb, and then at the very end, the plucky baby face, Hits a Hurricane Rana for a for a small package in the victory, and like, did you see the celebration my you had with her? Yes, like, <laughs> have you ever I seen anybody so happy? I couldn't believe it myself when I saw the pen. I was like, oh shit! Like, I was like, Starlight Kid, like she beat the big one. <laughs> yes, this was this was this was very much like you know this wasn't Darby being Cody, but it was something approaching it with a short build. It was like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, undercard baby faces getting big wins. So, yeah, there's a couple of kicks that Sherry gave Starlight oh Kid yep. in this match, like mm-hmm. rocked her soul. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like that's like not kicked her with what in the back, kicked her in the soul. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like there were there were at least two of them where you know snap Merrill or snap snap Mare and just unload and you just like she just jostled her lungs like. She, I'm a kick in the back that hard, um, but yeah, like the main thing, yeah, uh, they do that a lot. Like every time they've been matched up, it's been you see one or two of those in the match where she just fucking just unloads on her. It's like God damn, you hit so hard, Shuri. Jesus, but yeah, um, celebration at the end. Like I'm, I'm gonna find, a, I'm gonna make a gift of that or a video that and send it because like it was so, it was heartwarming. Like she, Mayu was so happy for her. And then um, Starlight Kid ends up cutting a promo at the end to close out the show with the rest of Stars. She asks for all stars to come in. Tam gets in the ring and she starts jumping up for joy for her for, for uh, Starlight Kid. I was like, God damn, I love these baby faces. So <laughs> sign off, and that was the end of the show. But um, yeah, like this weekend they had the final, so we'll see once they end up on T or on TV on um, end up up on uh, Stardom World. Like, what is the outcome of it? Like. 
so far, because it's five matches, you can only eliminate so many people, but in the... Uh, in the in the red block, it was Julia and Micah with four points. Um, Mayu in, in uh, Starlight Kid with four points. And... Um, Nasako and Saki with two points and they're all alive. Everybody else is pretty much out of it. But I take that back. Uh, Utami and um, Big Sai are still alive, but like they have one point, so like I guess they can steal it with five. Mm-hmm. Um, and the blue block, the blue block is like the SEC US, and then like the <laughs> then this red block sucks. But um, you end up with. Everybody's still alive, and they all have at least four points. Like they beat, like keep in mind, like these blocks rust each other. So like this blue block has beat the shit out of the red block. Um, Tim and, and Mina are still alive at four. Hamek and Shuri are still alive at four. Uh, Def Yamasan and not Def Yamasan, Gokigan, Death, whatever you call, call her now, the Clown <laughs> is at four. Um, Being Konami's at five, and uh, Momo Nozomi are at, at six. So. Um, hopefully it's Momo and Nozumi. Like, I feel like they've been the best team in this tournament. Um, after that, it'd be Mayu and, and Starlight Kid. What a shock. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got. Um, so I don't know if you heard, uh, James, uh, during the show about 20 minutes ago, a little off topic here, the NBA and the NBA Players Association have agreed on an amended CBA Free agency is going to begin on November 20th, with that's 10 days from now, mm-hmm. and signings will be allowed on November 22nd at 12.01. So, so two days? Okay. Yep. So it's going. It's coming right up. I don't even think any free agents out there. So Yeah, this is a bad free agency class. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like, um, I had it. I, I was... It was explained. I, I heard something. It was like the player movement will be done via trading. It will not be done, being done during or via um, free agency or whatever else. And you know, the mid level exception is a big deal this year. This lets you know that's a, this is a trash. <laughs> this yeah. is a trash uh, free agency class. Trash free agency, trash draft, all that shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's in the, the show. Be sure to raise whatever app you're using to listen to this with. Tell all the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Also, uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Um, and be sure to check out the other shows on the network on or Sundays and sometimes mostly Mondays, it seems like now. Um, One Nation Radio, Tuesdays, Keeping It Strong Style, Wednesdays, the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, grown men watch this shit. Thursdays, the Grave Consequences podcast. Fridays, 8-Bit Suplex. And Saturdays, all things elite. Um, so, like, I'm going to get a message from Floyd about this, I guess, hate for FTR and Young Bucks, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, I asked you what you like, and then you continue, like, going off on it after. So, probably... <laughs> But I gave it four and a half stars. I think it's a great match. It's just, it's not, it's great. It's not super great. Is, is that, is that a, no, that's not good enough. No.
We'll, we'll see. What's up, Floyd? Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm about to get it. All right. I'll holler at y'all. Later. All right, y'all.